witches, wizards and muggles. Such an honour it is to welcome you to Renovate, a Harry Potter TCG Revival Podcast with your host, Doug, Mona and Emilio. Thanks a lot, Dobby. We appreciate you. Welcome to Renovate, a Harry Potter TCG podcast. I am one of your hosts, Mona, and I am here with Doug and Emilio. How's it going, everyone? Hey, Emilio. Yo, wow. That was such an interesting way to hear Mona talk. (laughs) (laughs) We're back at it again. Oh, my gosh. And this time we're talking about the base set, uh, the first set we were ever introduced to. Uh, But before we get into that, how's everyone doing tonight? Uh, I feel like there's a couple things we have to do before we get started here. But uh, yeah, how's everyone doing? Everything going well in your worlds? All going well. I I'm a little tired, but all going well. Other than that, that's good to hear. How about you, Amelia? Yeah, I'm tired just with job applications and you know trying to finish my thesis. But overall, I'm I'm here standing. You're just killing it. <laughs> Relatable. I hear. Well, it's that. killing me. But yeah. <laughs> Well, that's one thing I feel like we forgot to mention on our previous episode is uh, our Hogwarts houses. I feel like it's an important detail that our listeners should be aware of. And I feel like, does anyone want to tell our listeners which house they identify with first? Well, for those of you that are watching, you've always seen the Hufflepuff (laughs) in like huge blanket thing in the background. So for me, it's definitely Hufflepuff. I like the... You know, the only house that doesn't have gold, silver, or copper because they're above or just over the competition. So I like that attitude. And also the badger being related to the honey badger, you know, it doesn't give a shit, but it will destroy you. I just love all those things together and kind of describes me a little bit. Love it. (laughs) Nice. How about you, Mona? So I took that test that many people do and uh i am a gryffindor which i am proud of no problems there and then there was a second test that i took that i didn't realize the um results would be broken down by percentage depending on the house (laughs) yes and so it was like i was neck and neck with gryffindor and ravenclaw and then uh it was slytherin then hufflepuff so uh either way gryffindor is kind of um at the top there and and i'm I don't mind that. Or a Griffin Claw. Yeah, a Griffin <laughs> Claw. Yeah, there you go. That's exactly how I feel I relate as well. I've taken a couple of the online tests, and I've one time got Gryffindor, the other time got Ravenclaw. And yeah, the one that had the percentages broken down, it was basically like 50-50 with Ravenclaw, Gryffindor. And I'm like, man, I love both of those houses, so I can't be mad. But I think I'll, uh, if I was getting the sorting hat placed on my head right now, I'd probably ask it to put me in Ravenclaw. So that's where I'll, <laughs> nice. I'll, I'll represent that. So it's, yeah. a balance, it's a balanced podcast here, as you can see. And just yes. to add to the mix... My first quiz that I ever took was Slytherin, but I then okay. uh, that was like before the update of the site, and then I took it again like a year ago, and it was Hufflepuff. I haven't taken the percentage one, though, so I don't know. I should see how that turns out. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that's the thing. We're here tonight talking about the base set of cards, which there's 116 of them, and this is going to be a deep dive. We're going card by card, talking about uh, what the details are on this card, uh, how they're played in the game and everything. Uh, so 
Who wants to start this one off? I feel like it's going to be a, a long one, but it, it'll be very informative, and hopefully uh, our listeners can learn about the first cards that were even available to us. I can start, because it's a very simple first card. Mm, uh, for sure. The first card is Dean Thomas, you know, Gryffindor wizard. And you can start with him, because he's a wizard. And basically, he just draws you three cards once per game. So, yeah, that's it. Mediocre effect at the best <laughs> for yeah. the number one spot. So that's really it. I don't know if you all have like some sort of use for this card. I don't. Yeah. No, I don't really use it in any of my decks currently. And that's another problem with it. It's uh, one of the holographic cards. So it's kind of hard to read. <laughs> right. I wish there was like a non-hollow version of this card. And I think some people in the revival group have created uh, proxy versions of it. So you can just print this card without it having to be so reflective. But yeah, again, I in a game where you're trying to deck out your opponent, when you're drawing three cards, it's good to like build up your hand, but it also feels like you're damaging yourself. So again, I don't really utilize this card too much myself. How about you, Mona? Yeah, as a starting character, I have never used that card or ever thought to. Um, I think <laughs> right. in one of my... Uh, like the very first character deck that I built, I experimented with Dean Thomas, but anytime he was out, I just felt like you know, if I use it uh, to draw three cards, like you were saying, I'm kind of depleting my deck, uh, you know, so it was just one of those. It just never really got played personally. And I don't I don't find a. I would never think to use him as a starting character personally. Yeah. So that makes perfect sense. Well, I guess that leads us to our next card, which is Draco Malfoy. And this one's unique. And I feel like there's only two cards that we're going to come across in this base set that are like this, where Draco Malfoy is both number two and number three. And I'm like, why? Uh, well, first, before we even get into that, uh, what it reads on the card is he's a Slytherin unique uh, wizard character, and during your turn, you may use an action and discard a card from your hand to look at your opponent's hand. You may then choose one card in his or her hand and discard it. So, yeah, perfectly flavorful for a character like Draco, Draco Malfoy. He's such a little prick. Right. <laughs> he's going to try to ruin <laughs> yeah. your day. Um, but the, I guess the reason that they have it both as number two and number three, and maybe you guys could correct me if I'm wrong here, is because the number two one is exclusively the holographic version, and then the number three version is like the non-holographic one. It's just foil, and I feel like this foil is unique from other foils because it doesn't have like the the lightning bolt and star pattern in the background. It's just like very just like a shiny reflective uh, behind the character. Um, and then there's also an alternate artwork version of Draco Malfoy as well. So there's a couple different Malfoys to collect in the base set. Yeah. They came in different, I think, the starter decks, if I'm not mistaken. Exactly, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so Draco, along with Hermione, which we'll get to in a bit, uh, those alternate arts that you see came in the starter sets as the starting characters. And so... Um, I get, you know, in the starting, in the starter decks, you'll find cards that are a little bit different than the ones that you'll find in booster packs and booster boxes. So maybe that was like their first way of experimenting with what different really meant. You know, something yes. like the Chamber of Secrets, like what we were talking about, uh, the theme deck, right? You've got Percy Weasley and that had the um, foil potions, I believe. Potions Project. Yeah, that's so yeah, cool. Yeah, Potions Project. Yeah. Uh, whereas, like, you know, you would find that as an uncommon regular card. It's not foil at all. So maybe that was, like, their way of saying, hey, let's make these a little bit different. They're more sought after. They're more unique or something like that. That's that's totally. what I would I, think. 
I've run yeah. into a couple cards like that, and I don't even think these are in the base set, for instance, but like River Troll and Manticore, mm-hmm. like there's like commons and uncommons that are foil, and it's like super cool when you just stumble across that. Exactly, yeah. So that kind of sums up Draco Malfoy, though, taking up both number two and number three. Yeah. This is a great card uh, for me personally. I love the flavor, as you said. Not only he gets you in trouble, but he always has access to resources as everything that you have. He has all these connections. His father's in the Ministry of Magic. So it's just the perfect flavor for Draco Malfoy. And I normally use him with... When I, if I use them, I use them with Miss Norris, as you can see your opponent's hand, right? Mm. Uh, But we'll talk more about Miss Norris in a bit. Definitely uh, a character you would use if you don't want to have friends, as you will be discarding (laughs) your opponent's cards and this great synergies with this card that we'll go in later. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I've definitely used uh, Draco in my decks as well. Not not a whole lot, but I have used him in my decks. Never as a starting character, but just uh, mm-hmm. as something to help out. Definitely. Okay, so no number four then is where we're at. Yes. Okay, so number four is going to be an adventure. It's called Dragon's Escape. Um, so the effect is before each of your turns, your opponent takes one damage. To solve, your opponent chooses three of his or her lessons in play and discards them. And your opponent's reward is your opponent draws three cards or does three damage to you. And I am going to say the art is amazing. Oh, yes. This (laughs) is one of my favorite foils to look at and just like bask in the glory of this artwork. It is just beautiful. Um, And it's also pretty handy adventure. I know uh, adventures can be... uh, polarizing because yeah. some people just think uh it's may or uh may slow down the game for instance but for me i really like the adventure aspect of uh the harry potter trading card game the fact that you can solve it even though it's like something you wouldn't necessarily want to do for in this instance uh having to discard three lessons from play like mm, that's brutal yeah. as you're trying to build up your lesson count this is a great card if you ask me well, I, I personally hate this card. Uh, it's so bad. <laughs> that's good to, that's good and, to have know, different Diversity, yeah. you know. Um, the Slitherhoff here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's oh. like, really, like, your opponent will never, uh, they will not solve this. They're just taking one damage. They're taking, you're, you're using your adventure slot. You know, uh, you can only have one adventure play. Oh, sure. Time. I never so, looked like, at it in that way. It, yeah. Yeah, it takes, it takes your space. Um and the reward, you know, is great for them. They can damage you or draw cards, depending on what they need. It, it's truly, in my opinion, a horrible card. Beautiful art, though. That is beautiful. Very, yeah. very good art. I, I think the adding one damage, though, is just like that That adds up over time. And it just, but it's like that. There's uh, another card, and I don't know if it's this set or another, but uh, it's like the slow poison or something mm. where it just like, uh, just, or yeah, it just. Over time, every single turn, it'll do one damage to your opponent. So just, I think I like that, like, slow approach, because it's like you just, like, it tacks on if you have creatures and everything, too. It's just, like, just that additional damage to be like, ah, got you still. Yeah, definitely, if you have creatures, I would say, uh, maybe that adventure was sort of geared towards that, because you have a few creatures in play. So let's say, you know, you're doing, like, something like five or six damage each turn with your creatures, and you have one extra and then, like you said, Doug, like, you know, your opponent is trying to build up their lesson so they can play whatever cards, and then here you go, taking them away. 
Um, but I'm kind of, I'm kind of between the both of you. Like I don't hate it and I don't love it. Like this is, right. this definitely isn't my go-to adventure. I do like adventures that attack opponents lessons, um, or yes. stops them in some kind of way because that's sort of the whole point of the adventure. But because this isn't so detrimental, it's not motivating for your opponent to solve it. It's like, mm-hmm. man, it's, it's one damage, whatever. Like, especially if I'm the one on the receiving end of this adventure, I'm not going to solve that. I'm going to say, okay, well, I'll just take the one damage because what's that going to add up to? You know, yes, eventually it's going to be a problem, but my hope is that I'm going to do more damage each turn to you that I'm still going to win. You know what I mean? So And put those lessons to use, like with spell cards, to damage that person. Yeah, absolutely. You don't want to give up three just over the the prospect of losing one damage each turn. I see both points. It makes sense. But yeah, gotta love that artwork. Good God. Beautiful foil. Yes, definitely. Yeah, in terms of gameplay for our listeners, you know, what matters is also what you want to play, right? Like, so you can build two decks that are a little slower, and the cards like this sort of speed them up a little bit, but you don't want them to be too fast. I'm just talking in general, right? Like, I wouldn't use this card. But remember that if you have a flavor or an idea for a deck, of of course you can use this card. You just have to, you know, the context of when you use it. Right, absolutely. For sure. All right, well, that brings us to card number five out of 116. (laughs) I know. (laughs) We gotta keep the pace going. Uh, Which one are we at, Emilio? Uh, So it's Elixir of Life. Uh, It's one of my favorite cards in the set. Oh, yeah. It costs 10 uh, potion lessons. Sadly, it's a spell. Very sad. I wish it was an item. It It's literally an item, but it's not an item card. It's a spell card. <laughs> Healing. And uh, you discard two of your potion lessons, and you can heal 16 non-healing cards, which go from your discard into your deck. So, really powerful healing spell. You have to have a solid strategy to use healing cards, though. You know, while you're healing, your opponent can kill you. It's, you know, it's not the best strategy if you're playing, a, like, faster games. It might be better in, you know, slower games. But still, pretty cool card. I, I've, I've used it, and the art is amazing. A treasure chest speaks to my inner child and my current self, and a very glassy potion bottle sleeping on a beautiful pillow. Yeah. So, great art. That's a great... Man, you just... You really you really described it perfectly. Yes. Yeah, no, it, it, is, it is a really good card. I think... Um, you know, using healing cards is, I don't love healing cards, especially in the po- that, that are potions, because they always, almost always require that you discard lessons. So you're, so you're giving up something in order to use it. And to me, I feel like you don't need to do that if there are other options. You know, like if you're going to have potions anyway, and let's say, for example, you start with Severus Snape, who provides you a potion mm-hmm. and it also allows you to take seven cards from your discard pile and put them into your hand. Um, now, of course, 7 and 16 are very different, but at the end of the day, it's it, that that is what your starting character does. And so whenever you have a card that's so expensive like that, then you have to get rid of 2 to use it. It's, I mean, it's, it's hit or miss. I mean, it really is. It's either going to work out for you or your opponent's going to damage, and then the 16 cards that you put back in are going to go right back into your discard pile. Right. Um, yeah, so it, it just does depend, but... but yeah. In desperate situations, uh, it's worth discarding the two potions. But like you said, I've seen it play out where you heal 16 and then the next turn someone does like 18 damage and you're just like, wait. Exactly, <laughs> just yeah. Had a net loss of two. Yeah, uh, yeah so uh, it's a fantastic card. This artwork agreed. This is one of my favorite cards in the set as well. 
Um, but okay, that brings us to number six, with, which is an adventure. Uh, Gringotts Cart Ride. God, another beauty. Look at that. Is that Grip Hook up front? Uh, mm-hmm. That's awesome. Sure is. Uh, adventure uh, effect. Before each of your opponent's turns, he or she chooses a card in his or her hand, if any, and discards it. To solve, your opponent skips a total of five actions. Brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh, those actions don't need to be one right after the other. Oh, your opponent's reward is your opponent may draw five cards. So, yeah, this one is actually insane. Of anything that requires skipping actions just is awful. <laughs> yeah, it, re- it really does get to be uh, painful for sure, especially five, and you're just like, oh, and then if you do them one at a time, that means you only get one action, so your chances of playing an adventure or a character or something like that are just totally shot. Oh yeah, uh, but yeah, it's it, but otherwise it, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty decent card. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And and I don't know, Mona can speak more to this, but I'm pretty sure that this was one of the arts that was reused in a lot of uh, merch merchandise. Uh, very iconic. Yes, it definitely is. So actually, there is even like a figurine, sort of like a um, I guess you'd call it. I don't even know. I don't want to call it like an action figure, right? But like it's actually like a. Um, like a physical item that yeah, yeah like a vinyl figure yeah exactly yeah. That, that looks just like this and then of course there's mm-hmm. like a puzzle that uses the same art there, there's there's quite a few things you know which which of course yeah. i do go over uh in the youtube channel not to do like a plug but you know what i mean like <laughs> we'll definitely uh go over some of that but the similarities that you'll see with this one in particular are are in many other places it's really cool awesome yeah and and just in terms of like one of the things that i really like about you know, the game as I've spoken about and as I also have uh, videos on is just the flavor of the cards. And here you're basically going through all the hoops and all the turns of the green guts, mm-hmm. right? So you're losing your shit all over the place. And then when you finally get to the end, you're rewarded with your treasure yes, in your exactly. vault, right? So that's yes. sort of the flavor behind this card. Uh, and I just love that. They, they really, each card really has a very unique flavor. And I can't say that even for Magic the Gathering, to be very yeah. honest. So, right. Oh, really I cool. love that aspect of it. Well, and that brings us to our next character, Mona. Yes, we've got Hannah Abbott, which is, uh, number seven. So, okay, so we'll read her first. So, Hannah Abbott is Hufflepuff. So, that's right up there with Emilio. They actually took class together. Woo! <laughs> uh, once per game, you may trade two cards in your hand for two non healing cards in your discard pile. Um, I totally dig Hannah Abbott. I really do. And I, and I use her in a few of my decks. Um, it, it depends. I mean, like, of course it can be costly, right? Cause you're taking two actions to play her. Um, but if you really have like a strategy in mind and the two exact cards that you need that are in your discard pile from damage done, or you want to reuse it or whatever the case might be, uh, she's definitely a way to go. So I, I, I do like Hannah. Definitely. Very useful character, and yeah, every now and then I'll have her in a deck. Yeah, It's like you said, if you have a, a plan or a strategy uh, with that specific ability in mind, she's perfect mm-hmm. for it. Yeah, great secondary character, for mm-hmm. sure. I don't know a primary, in my opinion, but... For well, sure, yeah. yeah. And she she married Neville, right? Yeah, she ended up with Neville at the end of I the book. I think books. that's right. So she has to be good at finding stuff, yeah. since Neville is always losing shit. <laughs> exactly. That's my logic. <laughs> There's that flavor coming out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. All right. Well, that brings us to card number eight. It's the titular Harry yes. Potter. Uh, this one's yours, Amelia. Yeah, Harry Potter. It's interesting that I'm actually getting the cards I use. So Harry <laughs> Potter is a you know 
for those of you that don't know, he's a Gryffindor. And uh, <laughs> Harry Potter basically lets you use an action to draw two cards instead mm-hmm. of one. So, you know, this kid is like pushing himself all the, through the series. So he's always in pain. And in the in the card game, that means you're damaging yourself, which means that you're drawing more cards. <laughs> really advantageous. You get more resources, but you're killing yourself literally in the game by using this effect. I love this strategy. I'm a black player in Magic the Gathering. That means that I like to lose resources to gain more resources and win before you kill me. So this is the kind of card I like to play. Awesome. Yeah, I love this character. I've played it as a starter every now and then, but I also see it being very valuable as like a secondary helping character. I like to look at this Harry Potter card. Um, I don't use it. I think, uh, (laughs) yeah, you know, I think the art is great. Uh, You know, obviously, I think that in theory, it's great, but there are so many other, uh, you know, I think better cards that sort of play to that advantage. Um, So I couldn't say that I've used this Harry Potter character as a starting or even secondary, but he's totally adorable. So (laughs) fair enough. All right. Well, that brings us to uh, Hermione Granger, which we had mentioned previously. She's another one of these two numbered uh, card slots. She's number nine and 10. Uh, but Hermione, another uh, a witch of Gryffindor, uh, it says, if you already have two or more lessons in play, then whenever you use an action to play a lesson card, you may play two lesson cards instead of one. Mm-hmm. Love it. Again, the flavor is perfect for her character. She's the, the bookworm brainiac. And for you to be able to play two lessons with one action is so advantageous to just build your lesson count. That's like, especially for me, that's a kind of player of, of the game I am. I love to just have cards that cost a lot of lessons and just like, it's a slow build of like, I'm using all my early turns, just building my lesson count to be able to play some high level cards. So uh, a character like her to start as uh, her is very advantageous. Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say, like you said, Doug, if you're trying to have a deck where you, like, if you have a deck where you have expensive cards, this is definitely the type of, uh, starting character you want. I've, I've had, uh, one of my opponents start with Hermione Granger, and I can tell you they rack up those lessons quick. And I'm like, damn, I don't yes. like that. <laughs> so. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, as an opponent, yeah, as an it's, opponent, it's concerning. Like, this is not going to be good for Mona. <laughs> Yes. Um, and that's another thing I want to point out. She's also a character that has an alternate artwork card. And gosh, both her and Draco's alternate artwork are my preferred. They are just a really detailed and good. I, I love how they are. And portrayed. they're so different from each other. The, the way that they look. Absolutely. Oh, very, very much different. so. Yes. The, the base set is more original of the actual description mm-hmm. of her man in the books with like I agree. Bushy, sort of yeah. messy hair. Yes. And then the alternate art is more like Miss America art. <laughs> So um, yeah. it's really, really interesting. It's the for those of you that play Magic the Gathering, this is sort of the green strategy with Hermione that you can ramp up your mana base, in this case, the lessons. And if you have cards that return lessons to your hand, then Hermione is indeed a great addition because then you don't lose as many actions net when you are putting them back those lessons. So really cool card. And she has to study first before she can do this. So this is amazing. You have to have two lessons before she can do this. So it's not something that is inherently in her. And I love that flavor as well. Definitely. And I think there's another Hermione card in a future set where it's like Hermione top student. And it's as if she's already has has the studying done. And she doesn't require you having two lessons in play. And she could already do that that Mm -hmm. ability. So, so good. Full story arc. 
that leads us to <laughs> card number 11. All right, card number 11 is Human Chess Game, in a, another adventure. So the effect for this one is during each of your opponent's turns, he or she can play cards only if you played one or more cards during your previous turn. So to solve it, your opponent chooses and discards one of his or her characters in play, other than their starting character, of course, because that can't be discarded, or eight cards from his or her hand, and the reward for your opponent would be to uh, draw three cards. That's brutal. If you don't have any characters in play, then it like forces your hand to get rid of eight cards Correct. from your hand. Yes, <laughs> <That sucks>. exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it's you know it's it's really unique, I guess, for people to have multiple characters. You know, at least some of the opponents that I've played against, they don't usually have multiple characters. Um, yeah. Right. So so to have that, you're like, okay, so you're basically just telling me to get rid of eight cards. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen this one much in play. I honestly only think I have one copy of it because Emilio sent me a few missing pieces for my base set. So <laughs> this was probably nice. one of those. Well, if you need another one, let me know because yeah. I'll hook you up. Uh, <laughs> cool. <laughs> it's 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 a really good card, like for control players, right? Like you're really limiting your opponent to do, you know, as much as you do, or least, or you know, follow the game and sacrifice eight of their pieces mm-hmm. this time in your hand. To win the the match of mm-hmm. the wizard chest, so another amazing flavor win. <laughs> yeah, for exactly. The card as well, definitely. All right, that takes us to card number twelve. Cool. <laughs> so yes, the invisibility cloak. Uh, one of my favorite arts sure. in the set. This is definitely, I think, the, my favorite art in the set. Thirteen powerhouse here, and if you ever get it out, you can only get one out because it's unique, and. For all that waiting that you do of having 13 lessons, you get the amazing prize of you can avoid one damage, right? Yeah, prevent all damage <laughs> of, a, of a spell card. It doesn't, it, no creatures, no items, yeah. just spells. So, um, this card sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's horrible. But, like, you know, I could see maybe someone using it for flavorful decks if you have, like, a really interesting build. But definitely not great unless you're discarding it maybe with Arthur Weasley or something. But uh, regardless of that, yeah, not a great card. A very huge miss. And I feel that they did it dirty by uh, giving it this effect. For 13, I would say you can take spell damage. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. You know, 13 is really, really pricey. And uh, there's a couple pricey cards that I just don't understand why... Maybe maybe there's like a strategy that someone out there knows better than than us, and I would love to absolutely learn that. But it doesn't make sense to like it's almost like you're you're building up and then that's your climax. It's like, well, hold on, like that doesn't make any sense, yo. Like this right here, this is yeah. It's like hold on, more. wait, wait. That sounds right up. Right. Amelia's well, alley. and also the thing is, for me, like just just the games that I played against some of the decks that I played against. If I wanna if I wanna prevent any damage from any spell it's going to be like venomous tentacular juice or dobby's help however those are not doing damage so so dobby's help isn't Mm -hmm. doing 10 damage it's having you draw 10 cards and venomous tentacular juice is not doing the damage double so it's like those are the main heavy hitters as far as spells not not all but they're pretty heavy and that doesn't prevent it so like hold on you want me to use 13 pull this card out have it unique and then you could still beat me with with just that combination it's like no i don't personally um but but i love the art baby the same with you emilio i'm definitely uh, for sure yeah, the art is amazing right 
Yeah, this art is really cool in how they utilize the holographic mm. uh, ability of this card because mm-hmm. it just really does make Harry Potter just like disappear. <laughs> it's it's amazing, so cool. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And lastly, maybe in future sets, as the revival group goes, maybe there's a card that lets you win the game if you have all three Deathly Hollows. Mm. So maybe then, in a build like that, <laughs> that will be Yo, That plug that you just... Yeah. Everything you just said right now was like the biggest mic drop I've ever heard. Yeah, seriously. Mind-blowing. Yeah, I'm like, wait, listener, this, what? Such a great idea. That I, I would love something like that. Um, all right. Well, that said, uh, we're, that brings us to our next character, which I think this is me, uh, Nearly Headless Nick. He's a Gryffindor ghost, and he's unique. So since he's a ghost, he's not a witch or a wizard. You cannot play this as a starting character. But once per game, you may search your deck. When you do, you may take up the two item cards from your deck, show them to your opponent, and put them into your hand, then shuffle your deck. So yeah, super resourceful mm. character, especially if you're looking for – if you have an item deck specifically that you're like – I, I really hope, like, it just increases your odds of getting them in your hand immediately. Is but again, costs two actions to get this character in play. Uh, it's you. You kind of have to have that strategy in mind, otherwise, it might not be worth the card slot in your deck. Yeah, true story. I mean, if you're playing nearly headless Nick, and you have, let's say, for example, like a Bulgai potion. You know, you might you might want to yeah. go in for that because you can discard the Bulgai after it's in play to do 13 damage to your opponent. Um, you know, so, yeah. so I would say some, something along those lines, obviously, like I, I'm just kind of picking, uh, picking stuff out. But, um, other than that, like you said, I mean, yes, it's definitely resourceful. Um, but you got to have an idea of, of what items they are. They can't just be some random items. Otherwise playing two actions for nearly headless Nick without like a real strategy wouldn't really help you in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And it's funny, like Emilio pointed out, the elixir of life isn't even an item. It's a spell. It's like, yeah. that's exactly what the kind of <laughs> yeah. item I would want to take, something yeah. healing or something. But Exactly, oh, exactly. Yeah, the, I use Nick uh, in the Draco Malfoy build sometimes. Mm-hmm. It really depends on what f- on deck you're facing. If you're facing a deck that decks you out quick, then Ollivanders is a better choice because you'll just take the card. It's likely that the card will be discarded, the key card, and you just take it from the discard pile. But if you're playing against a slower deck, like Nearly Headless Nick is a good tutor or a card that searches for your combo engine from the deck to your hand. So right. that's it. And he's a ghost, so he travels to places and tells you where items are. So pretty <laughs> yeah. cool flavor. Yeah, I yeah, like he's, that. He's a cool ghost <laughs> for sure. Cool. And now we're on to the All next right. one. Cool. So number 14 is Obliviate. It is a spell, and it costs 12 charm lessons. Um, so what Obliviate does is it says your opponent discards his or her hand. Boom. Yeah, so Obliviate, yeah, brutal. very, very brutal. <laughs> it is pretty cool because let's say, for example, um, you have this. This is a pretty common combination uh, to use, which is charms and potions deck, a charms and potion deck. Um, so if you do have charms, you're most likely going to use the wand shop location, which allows yes. you to, um, so that, that basically says one of your charms lessons is going to count as two. So essentially you only need six lessons, uh, six of your charm lessons to play this. Uh, and so for something like that, I would personally probably use like a Dobby's help and then and then pull that one so that if I don't have like a venomous tentacular or something like that, then all of those cards that you just drew, you would just have to discard them. 
Right. Yeah, this card has been played against me on a many yeah. occasions, and it, it's always just hard pill to swallow because it's like, no. And I just, yeah, as far as the flavor, it's perfect. You literally lose memory of all the cards that were in your hand because they're now in the discard pile. Uh, I, and yeah, it just makes me think of Gilderoy Lockhart. I, I, was this spell mentioned in like the first book? Because I feel like this, if this being a part of the base set makes me think like maybe Obliviate was mentioned in like passing. Mm. Yeah, not that I remember, but me neither. Yeah, no, that, obviously it's, it's probably been a while since any of us have brushed up on the reading. But either way, yeah, I I do love this spell for sure. Very yeah, good. I definitely used it. I used it with Alba's deck in the past and Bravado. Mm. If I want to a quick discard, <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah, in the in the future, if there's cards that bounce more cards from your opponent's field to their hand, you can then also just wipe them out with this spell. So, pretty cool card. Very. Definitely. And now we move to Phileas? Yes. So, the first professor that we're going to review, most professors will always give you a lesson. Uh, you know, Flitwick is from Ravenclaw. He gives you a Charmed lesson, power. So, not a lesson, right? It doesn't count as a lesson, but you have one more of Charmed's right. power. And that's really powerful because that means you don't have to put lessons, charm lessons in your deck. You just need Flitwick as your starting mm-hmm. character. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then in addition to being a smart ass with charms, he can also trade two cards from your hand to get one charm card, that one card that has a charm power to your hand. So if your opponent discarded your, one of your key cards, you can just use Flitwick to Accio, Asio, however you say it, uh, your discarded card to your hand. And use it. So, good for combo engine. Just a one of re- a really competitive card overall, especially at the start of the of the franchise. And still good, but not as popular as before. I would say. Yeah, definitely. I always forget about that extra ability of trading the two cards for one in your discard pile. I I need to utilize that more often. Right, it <laughs> is I, helpful. I do love that the uh, the professors that provide lesson or just lesson power. It's it's so handy because then you you have the option of even playing those lesson cards in your in your deck. Like for instance, with Professor Snape, which I think that's who's next. Yes, yeah. uh, we'll go right next to him, uh, Professor Severus Snake. He's obviously the head of Slytherin House. Uh, once per game, uh, you may shuffle up to seven non-healing cards from your discard pile into your deck. He provides uh, a potions power. And yeah, I like him a lot because, but the problem there is even if you play him as your starting wizard, you're probably gonna want to play some potion lessons in your deck if you have yeah. potion like healing cards that require you to discard them. Cause yeah, that's always been a predicament where like I'll just throw some cards in a deck like last minute and then I'll like have forgot that it's like, oh, I need to discard two mm-hmm. potion lessons, but all I really have is the one that Snape provides <laughs> and that's not discardable. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I really like, uh, Snape. He's probably my favorite um character definitely favorite starting character um so i have a deck where he's my starting character and it's that charms and potions combination that i mentioned earlier and then he's also in my character deck um not as a starting character but just in there um totally but yeah i i'm I'm with you on that doug as far as like making sure that you have lessons potion lessons because he only provides a power a potion power um right i don't have that in my deck uh because it's a little bit of a different combination that that's used and the cards that the potion cards that are used are not ones that you need to discard because i mentioned earlier i hate that mm-hmm. so I've, I've purposefully built the deck to where it's not that way um, but yeah, if anyone's going to use, uh, potions, like we mentioned earlier, then yeah, you got to definitely have enough lessons to, to account for that. But yeah, S- Snape for sure. is for sure, uh, 
He's a badass. Yeah, and the artwork's so good. It's very much like how I pictured him when I was reading the books growing up. Like, oh man, that chin individual. <laughs> yes, and <laughs> yeah. the nose. Oh goodness. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, that brings us to our next character. It's Ron Weasley. He is a character. He is a wizard. Uh, so you could use him as your starting character if you'd like. He's Gryffindor, hanging with the homies. And what he does, it says, whenever you play a character card. You use up one action to play it instead of two. And actually, Ron Weasley, this one in particular, is used as my starting character for the character deck that I mentioned uh, just a bit ago because I can play two characters mm-hmm. uh, for, for both of both of my actions, right? So he's, he's uh, yes. I have personally used this one. I do like it a lot. And he looks so nerdy. So <laughs> Love yeah. it. Super cute. Yeah, that's a very handy character card for sure. Yeah, I don't remember from the book. Was Ron popular? I guess that this plays on the flavor of him just having a big family or something and being able to like gather people quicker. I don't remember that he was exactly a popular guy, but the art is sort of like I'm I'm nerdy, but I'm also cool and I know it. It's like a very like a weird weird smug. Yeah, yes, smug. I know what you mean. Uh and yeah, I don't re- particularly recall him as being popular, but I could be wrong. I guess maybe later in the series he was probably um, had attracted like fame as being a very close friend to Harry Potter. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think it's more like I know you probably don't know me by my first name, but you definitely know my best friend's first name. So I'll just go right. ahead and chill right here in the shadow <laughs> while you guys hover over homie. So that's kind of yes. how it is. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, and that brings us to our next character, the beloved Rubius Hagrid. Beloved and terrifying art. So the, <laughs> yes. the art of yeah, Rubius Hagrid. Through the sets varies so much, and sometimes he looks like a tender giant, and sometimes he looks like he might have a candy van and waiting for your kids in the corner. So it's oh, really, gosh. really, really <laughs> creepy art. And he is not a wizard, apparently, mm. so you can't use it as a starting character. And whenever one of your creatures does three or more damage to your opponent, that creature does two more damage. Uh, so it adds damage to your creature. You have to have you know, a, a few creatures to make this worth it and the actions that you have to use to play him. And yeah, I don't know. I know that people are on, sometimes are on the fence about this card. I don't know about it. I don't know much about it. I just don't use it. Um, I don't know what both of you have to say about it. I've, I only just recently got my first copy thanks to you, and I feel like it would be handy in a creature deck. I, I'm probably going to play around with that just to see how it goes, but um, yeah, not a card I'm crazy about. But yeah, again, the artwork, I think, is what uh, scares me away yeah, from Yeah, for yeah. sure. You know, I have used um, this Rubius Hagrid in one of my creature decks. Um, it didn't really do a whole lot, you know, because like once, I'm, once sure. I'm in the game and I'm putting creatures out and you know you're so you're you're playing right and you've got creatures that you're putting out and then your opponent is doing damage to you also so then you got to think okay do i want to waste two actions at this point to play this card you know because sometimes like the the creatures that i'm using are not that costly or like they're not going to do that much damage i'll do two or one or something like, like a black bat or something like that you know, so I'm like, well, maybe I, maybe I have like one or two creatures out that'll do that, and I don't even know if it's worth it. So I have had him in my deck, but he's mostly stayed in my hand. So yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. 
Yeah, and well, and that's an interesting thing about like characters. I think there's only certain cards that say like, um, probably mainly transfiguration cards that are like, uh, any ca- of card of your opponents that's in play other than their starting character you, you can discard. I feel like that's usually the only way you can target like getting rid of your opponents like assisting characters and i think i was in a home base games stream once and they were talking about like i wish there was a spell to get rid of characters and someone said like wouldn't it be great if the revival put out a card avada kedavra oh, and it just gets damn. rid of one of your opponent's uh <laughs> characters such an incredible idea i had to shout oh, that out and wow. uh give them credit for it yeah. and not say it was my own idea but no they're a great stream over there check them out but all right that moves us on from hagrid to yeah. our next adventure troll in the bathroom the effect is before each of your turns your opponent takes two damage to solve your opponent chooses seven cards in his or her hand and discards them your opponent's reward is you take four damage so again what are your thoughts i mean i wouldn't pay i would never solve this card either right like right <laughs> like, i'll take the two damage and i'll be safe from other like more harm- harmful adventures and mm-hmm. if you have four cards left, then I'll make, you know, I might pay to solve it and kill you, but not a great card, in my opinion. Yeah. There's better right. cards that we'll get into later in the set. Yes. Yeah, same, same, same for that. I, I wouldn't, it, it's just one of those, it's just not worth it. It would just stay, probably stay in play. I would take that to damage and just look at the troll and how odd he looks. You know, I would just be like, what, yes. what is this? <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pretty goofy yeah, looking. Kind of one of those. Uh, Another beautiful foil, though, for sure. Yep. For the collectors. Oh, and that brings us to one of the most sought-after cards in the base set. Yes, so this is number 20. It is a unicorn, uh, a creature. It costs six Care Magical Creatures Lessons. And the unicorn says, to play this card, discard one of your creature lessons from play. You get one more action on each of your turns, including the turn you play unicorn. And the unicorn has six health. Um, I totally love this card. I know it's one of the more popular ones. Now, Emilio might be able to answer this uh, for me. I don't know if it's popular because it's like a beautiful card or because of what it can do like its its ability because its popularity really started to rise i would say about like 8 months ago when it was just a regular old card and then somebody sold one and bought it for like $50 and ever since then it's just been climbing and climbing and i mean of course i love this card but this card is not in every one of my creature decks matter of fact mm-hmm. i don't have this card in any of my creature decks and i have really no. good i have i have pretty good creature decks i should say um, this definitely isn't, but then again, I'm not the kind of person, like I've said, I don't like the cards that make you discard mm-hmm. one to use it because I right. have had an opponent discard a lesson to play this. And then I discard the unicorn. And so now yeah. you're out a unicorn oh. and you're out an, a lesson. So even if you had another unicorn, you probably couldn't play it because you don't have that lesson anymore. Cause you're, you're, you're waiting right. till you get six, you're discarding one. Now you got five and you play it. Now, of course, that's not always going to happen, um, but now that you put the unicorn down, what are they going to try to do? Discard it somehow. Yeah, definitely a card that was uh, very popular at the start, so when only base set was around with Hermione. Actually, we had someone in the Facebook group, a uh, revival group, mention that they had this Hermione deck with unicorn. It's like an old school deck, basically. Also, it is sort of an iconic card in terms of the quote unquote the Charizard of the set. Mm-hmm. And the, the recent climb to fame, I think, is just because people know that this 
this card has had a good price memory. It's always been rare, a rare card. As Mona said, it's not super useful in most competitive decks. It was when the base had come out a little bit, you know. Uh, but now, and I think it's mostly Pokemon influencers that are trying to sort of copy what they've done uh, and trying to look for that Charizard, quote-unquote Charizard card, and climb it up in price. So yeah, I could mostly speculation, I would say. Sure. But it's a beautiful art. Very. Um, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Definitely. And as a holograph or a foil card, it's just, uh, just, yeah, beautiful to behold. But again, I, I personally think if I had more of these cards, I would play this in a creature deck in a heartbeat or any deck mm-hmm. really because of how valuable actions are. I, I'm not sure if not. Yeah. I think platform nine and three quarters is in this set. We'll get to that, but that's another one where it's like actions are just super valuable to me as a player. The more I can do, uh, the better off I'm setting myself up for victory. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, excellent, excellent. Totally yeah. agree with that. So next, we have another creature, and that's the Delivery Owl. Uh, cost only two, has one health. Sadly, makes you discard a lesson uh, when you play it for, you know, immensely one health. But it draws you an extra card before each of your turns. Um, you know, it's sadly too fragile with one health. Doesn't do any damage. I mean, I love drawing cards, as I said. And I even in Harry Potter, where it's damaging you, I like that sort of strategy but uh definitely not a great card um very too fragile if it i would use this card if it didn't discard your lesson if it didn't discard the lesson it would be a better card same as rubius hagrid if it was a wizard as a starting character i might build around him but you know under the conditions of discarding a lesson and and hagrid not being like a a wizard I don't like this card either. Yeah. Love the art though. Yeah. Also another art that was used mostly for newsletter, I think. The there was like this wizard's newsletter and I saw this card mm-hmm. this art in that letter at times. Right, right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah awesome. I'm I'm totally with you on that, Emilio. I, I think, you know, again to there are some cards that, you know, if you if you discard a lesson to play it or something, then maybe um but but for me, this one just doesn't do anything because it doesn't even do damage. I mean, so you're just mm-hmm. gonna discard. Right. You're gonna discard a card so that you can draw a card before your turn. And I just I don't know. I'm 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 not for it. <laughs> Technically damaging so, you. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> it's damage like your opponent. There wasn't. Yeah. You. There wasn't a lot of thought lesson. maybe with with that one. It was just like <laughs> let's just we need we need another rare. Let's just throw this right. one in there. <laughs> yeah. Not a very valuable card. Yeah. Um. Let's see, that brings us up to number 22, Draught of Living Death. Uh, That's a spell card. It costs eight potion lessons. To play this card, discard two of your potion lessons from play, do 12 damage to your opponent, or to a creature of your choice. Now, that or is what makes this card Mm -hmm. interesting. Mm -hmm. Because there are so many creatures, like, I want to say, Whomping Willow, I think maybe even Fang. I I don't recall. Yeah, Fluffy. uh, They have, yeah, 12 or more health. And it's always, like, super intimidating when your opponent lays that down in front of you. It's like, how am I ever going to take that Mm -hmm. out? And to be able to do 12 in one go. But the real question there is... Uh, do you just do it to your opponent instead and just try to kill them faster? I, I like this card a lot, but yeah, again, it's a lot of these potion uh, cards require you discarding lessons. Discarding two hurts, but again, it's you pay the price and uh, you, you get the reward. Yeah, this card, I, I love this card personally. Like, I didn't acquire this card until like maybe five years ago. This was the last rare that for whatever reason I could never pull <laughs> growing up. So it's very right. special. And in terms of strategy, you know, this is sort of the potions ladder. 
So you you play Draw the Living Death, then you play Dog Breath Potion because you have exactly the amount of lessons, and then you can play Malevolent Mixture. So you know it can be part of this finishing sort of streak of potions at your opponent. Um, yeah. So for those of you that like that kind of strategy, and the art is just apparently students expired here because this kills you and they're getting sleepy and oh my gosh yeah. so pretty dark pretty yeah. dark uh yeah it's just how many people die at hogwarts yeah that's just a bunch of like dead hogwarts students basically uh in this image so it's x-rated for sure um I, yeah i think you know i i haven't personally used this i i don't i don't enjoy the appeal of it um but it's definitely one of those that if i were to it would be like a last resort kind of kill shot hoping that my opponent's got like 12 or 13 or something cards left and then I would get rid of my lessons at that point just to play this and do that 12 damage uh, but yeah I mean I haven't played it personally not not in my yeah. decks that makes sense okay so now we're 23 right mm-hmm. yep, yep Harry hunting so we've got the it's, a, it's an adventure so the effect is your opponent's creature and spell cards need two more power to play to solve, your opponent chooses seven cards in his or her hand and discards them. And your opponent's reward is your opponent may put a lesson card from his or her discard pile into play. Um, I think this is... I, I've, I've played this adventure. I do like it. I really like playing it at the very beginning of the game. So uh, I've I've had a couple times where like I'll, I'll magically pull it and I'm Horrible. like yes, yo know, yeah I'm I'm, I'm a evil <laughs> slithery she's, yeah she's in she's in it I play yeah, like that too I'm a monster and I yeah one, a couple of my friends call me mon monster <laughs> so there's a reason for it um, but yeah I mean like I've because I, I have a couple adventure decks and so I have a few copies of these right mm-hmm. so I if so pulling it like in my first hand or you know like after drawing a couple and uh yeah because now even if you're building your lessons they're still going to need two more you're going to need two more Mm -hmm. extra Mm -hmm. lessons to play whatever it is that you want to play and so if you just get rid of your hand at the beginning or seven cards from whatever your hand is um then that's going to be good and then who knows if you have a lesson in your discard pile at that point because that might be a, a small discard pile and so you might not even get the reward you know which is just you laugh on the inside when that happens of course brutal yeah Ugh. absolutely brutal yeah. adventure mm-hmm. this is one of those i didn't ever really get until recently in fact this might have been one of the missing pieces to my base set puzzle that emilio helped me out with so yeah this the artwork dudley's friend is just so goofy looking. yeah man it's like what, <laughs> I don't what is this that some kind is. of like weird cartoon somebody give that kid some food yeah. <laughs> dudley's taking it all is a problem oh apparently yeah. there we go yeah really awesome. A control card. I hate control. Uh, I know that most the competitive scene is about control. Yeah. I just don't like control. And in Magic, that's Azorius colors. That's blue and white. I just am very against control strategies. Um, but I understand people that play it. <laughs> it's very competitive, yes. for sure. Fair <laughs> enough. Absolutely. Uh, that brings us to number 24. Yeah, History of Magic. You have a two charms spell here. And you look at your opponent's hand and discard all adventures from it. So you study history and you can prevent the future adventures. Really interesting flavor. Good card if, you know, if Mona is playing her adventures deck. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> there you go, guys. I, I just wish. Get rid of Harry Hunting. <laughs> yeah, please. I just wish that, um, it also did something with in play adventures. Mm. Uh, but still only for two. It's a really good effect early on in the game. Exactly. Yes, I love how low cost that one is. An, a great, 
great card. Yep. Which brings us to another low-cost charms card. Uh, only cost three. Uh, Incendio, one of my favorite uh, spells. This one is so good, but I wish it had that aura condition of uh, you could do this to your opponent. But it yeah. reads, count the number of uh, charms lessons you have in play. Do that much damage to a creature of your choice. And it's like, again, when I was saying, like, with the Whomping Willow, this is perfect if you have, like, uh, yeah, a bunch of charms lessons in play. And, like, say a location like Wand Shop that uh, Mona mentioned earlier, it just really exponentially, you could do a boatload of damage. But again, it's exclusively to a creature of your choice. And I'm like, there's been so many times that I could completely finish someone else or some uh, my opponent off if they, if it said I could do that damage to my opponent. Um, so, or you have this card in your hand and your opponent's not even playing creatures. It's like, ah, oh, such a wasted potential. Yeah, card. it becomes a dead weight. And also, like, it's a uh, charms lesson, so not power. So it has to be oh, sure. the, the actual lessons in play. I just hope in the future, in the arrival, people are listening to us. If you build a card like a Horrocrux that you can attach, like, affect the creature, and then whatever damage you do to the creature, you do to your opponent as well, it'll be really cool to then send you both a creature and your opponent. That strategy Definitely. is actually seen a lot in, like, Magic the Gathering, in which, like, you curse uh, uh, a creature, and then you damage your opponent as well. Oh, so wow. maybe in a situation that you can make it damage your opponent, it's good. Otherwise, it can be a dot in your hand, and that's not good. Exactly. Yeah. All right, that brings us to our next one. Almost a fourth of the way. Yes. We're, we're yes. Ah. So this is card number 26. It is Malevolent Mixture. It costs five potions. It is a spell. And it says to play this card, discard two of your potion lessons from play. Do 10 damage to your opponent or to a creature of your choice. So yeah, this is, this is a, a, it's a pretty good card. Uh, again, I personally don't, don't use, I haven't used this card. I'm not, as you guys know, not really a fan of the discarding this to get that. Um, maybe it's like a personality thing. I have no idea, (laughs) but I'm just like, I don't want to get rid of this. I want to be able to get Mm -hmm. more of it, you know? So, um, but yeah, I mean, I've, I, it's definitely brutal. It's, it's, it's honestly not that expensive for what it does. I mean, do 10 damage Mm -hmm. and it only costs five. I mean, that, that really is, that really is a good card. I might this might be one of the exceptions that I mentioned earlier. Right. Yeah. No, this one comes in handy for sure. But again, I've seen my wife play the potions deck we have, and this is in there. And she does always like get upset when she has to discard the two lessons. But yeah, the payoff, mm-hmm. totally worth it. Awesome artwork too. It's such a creepy yeah. looking, yeah, mixture. No kidding. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. yeah it's, it got, it's got, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. chicken legs or something. Chicken legs, yeah. Not a dragon at all. No. <laughs> Okay, so now goes Meet the Centaurs. Is that for yes. me? Yes. Yep, that's you. Cool. So this is an adventure. We have a different Hagrid that we saw. You know, Hagrid is all over the place with the art mm. in the set. And in this adventure, your opponent plays with their hand face up. So Draco Malfoy, this is for mm-hmm. you. And your opponent discards <laughs> his or her hand to solve it. And the reward is that you play... Your opponent now sees you play with your hand face up for the rest of the game. So, niche card. If you ever have Draco Malfoy, this is sort of useful. Uh, it, I don't think anyone will pay it unless you have Draco Malfoy, right? Um, right. The reward is really not great. <laughs> though. Right, yeah. Agreed, yeah. I don't see this one in play too often, but yeah, I guess, like you said, if you're, you're playing Draco Malfoy, that one would come in handy until they discard their hand and then it backfires on you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Um, well, that brings us to our next creature. It's the Mountain Troll. Good God, he's an ugly one. Uh, four damage each turn and a health of four. It doesn't cost any lessons or anything. It's just right away you could get this uh, creature into play. Uh, I like this card. It costs eight uh, as far as uh, lesson power of Care of Magical Creatures, obviously. But uh, I would I would probably play this in a deck. It's a big fatty. It's a uh, you know it's uh it's one of those uh, big hitters. And the start of the game when only was based was around this was like the card to get right. It was the oh yeah the big guy that will end the games. But now we have better options. But still, you know, a, a bulky card. Yeah, basically. for sure. I mean, totally. with, with it costing eight, it's 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 pretty pricey when when you have all the other uh, creatures to choose from. But it is four damage. Um, and, you know, if you've got a couple of those in your deck, and even if you have two out or something, you know, then obviously, uh, you're definitely going to get somewhere. So it's, it's not too bad. No. Definitely. Definitely lo- lo- lost steam with time. <laughs> right. <laughs> that makes sense. And speaking of more creatures and Draco Malfoy. Yes. Yeah, so here we've got Mrs. Norris. Uh, it is a creature, of course. And, uh, so it says your opponent plays with his or her hand face up. So it's kind of, uh, sort of mimicking, I guess, the adventures that we just read. Um, yeah, so yep. you would, you'd probably want to play this, you know, if you have like a strategy with Draco or something along those lines so that you could look at your opponent's hand. Um, honestly, just seeing your opponent's hand is good because then you could sort of learn their strategy, right? So, you know, even if you don't have a Draco, right. but you just play this. Uh, then you can see, okay, well, they draw a card and you can see what they are. Um, there, there are some pros to it. I personally haven't used this card just because I, if I'm going to put a creature in my deck, I don't really care for it to be this one. And, uh, having this mm-hmm. combination with Draco hasn't really been something that I'd like to do. Uh, but I could see why people would. Right. Any creature that has a health of one, just I I don't really feel comfortable playing because it just <laughs> seems like it, they could just be wiped out immediately. Right. Yeah. It's interesting the ongoing thing that the creatures, like the centers or the cats, are the ones that can have the knowledge of your hand. Mm-hmm. Sort of like a, a very interesting way to put that. Mm-hmm. Um, should we move on to Norbert? Let's. Sure. Norbert, the second powerhouse in the set, especially when the when it was the base set only, right? Uh, it's uh, low cost card is, it costs four, but you have to discard two of your, uh, care for magical creature lessons, but it damages for five each turn with a health that is three. So it's not high, not low. It's just, it's average. Little baby uh, dragon. It's mm-hmm. a baby dragon. It has a teddy bear and it's in a box. So, you right. know, there's a lot going on, uh, in that art. I and... never even noticed the teddy bear. That is adorable. <laughs> that is adorable. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's, that's it. It's sort of a risky card to play. If you, if it gets knocked out, you lost two lessons, two actions, and the action of playing the dragon, it's a big setback if you, if this card gets discarded. Exactly. Yeah. Seems popular though, for sure. Um, well, that brings us to our next card, which is actually an item, and it's our first wand, if I'm not mistaken. This is mm-hmm. the Phoenix Feathered Wand. Uh, costs seven lesson power of charms, and it reads, play this card only if you have cards in play that provide at least three charms power. If you play this card and you already have a wand in play, discard the old one, and it provides four charms power. So yeah, this card is phenomenal if you have a charms deck. Very, very handy. To boost your lesson count. Yep, definitely, for sure. It is, it is a good way to boost. It's a flavor miss for me. You know, f- uh, f- uh, Phoenix Feather 1 is the Harry's Wand. Uh, 
And yes. he got it at the start of the series. So to make the requirement that you have to have some sort of knowledge before using this one is very weird choice. And I understand that they want to make, you know, the most powerful one, the one that gave you the most charms be Harry's one. But uh, yeah, a miss for me in terms of flavor. But, you know, thing- useful if you have a big curve. The only yeah. thing about that that I might even argue, and I could just be wrong, is uh, when I, I just recently watched the Sorcerer's Stone movie, and Ollivanders was saying, like, this, the brother of this wand is Voldemort's wand. So I'm guessing Voldemort's wand is also a Phoenix Feather wand. Yeah, yeah. Well, Definitely. that's the yeah. maybe the flavor there is, like, we all know that Harry was transferred some of Voldemort's power that night. So, like, by him even being, like, the wand that assigned to him is that wand, it's like inherently he's already has, like, some kind of, like, knowledge like him disappearing the the glass and everything i feel like he has knowledge that he's just or, or power he's unaware of so that could have something to do with i it, just want to say that i stand corrected and uh, no. i love that story <laughs> no, hey, no, you win. i'm just speculating here it was really good though i love it very cool all right that's what i mean i'm wondering if they put that much thought into it maybe I'm just, uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe it was just you doug because <laughs> you're like i'm gonna read the book and i'm gonna figure out no no that 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 might be <laughs> all right well that brings us to my favorite one of my favorite cards in the set this one's mona's yeah so it is platform nine and three quarters it is a transfiguration spell so it costs five transfiguration lessons um and it says to play this card discard one of your lessons from play you get two more actions this turn so definitely um a really good card if you're kind of um whether it's right in the middle of the game or towards the end and you're sort of, you have like a, a real like heavy hand and you know what you're doing um, to have mm-hmm. four actions in one turn is unbelievable. So yeah. Yeah. And I love how it just says discard one of your lessons. It doesn't specify mm-hmm. what lesson type it's you mm-hmm. get to yeah. choose. So that that's a very valuable uh, rare card in this base set for yep, sure. Agreed. Yeah, it's good if you're transferring. It only I feel that this is good if you have a combo of some sort. Otherwise, you're trading an action of playing the you know the lesson and the action of playing this card for two lessons, two actions. Sorry. Action. Yeah. So um, it is very niche if you need you know to play more cards that turn. But yeah. uh, otherwise, it's just a you know transfer of an action from a previous turn. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. I right. see what you're saying yeah. for sure. So now it's my turn. The now this is the I think the card I hate the most in the set uh, in terms of the art because I pulled this card so many times oh, it was no. just <laughs> annoying uh, and then like it's a potions ingredients it's an item it costs five potions and when a spell damages you you may discard this card and d- and prevent that damage so it's actually a pretty good card if you're he- like you know before Dobby's help basically this is a great card to avoid damage from right. a spell right it has to be a spell. Um, but the, the good, the thing that makes this good is that you choose, right? So it's not like when you receive damage next turn, discard this, right? So it's optional. You can save it for when you need it. And Hermione, I don't know what happened to her, but something happened to her. <laughs> yeah. It's, she just looks like right. she's staring into the end of days and it's scarier. <laughs> yeah. For sure. For sure. Agreed. Um, that brings us to our next card, Raven to Writing Desk. It only costs one uh, Transfiguration 
power, and it says if your opponent has two or more creatures in play, choose one of them and discard it. So again, Transfiguration is very much about control, and yeah, being able to discard one of two creatures is pretty valuable. I, I like having this card in a deck, but again, if you are facing a deck that doesn't have any creature cards, it's just dead weight. Yeah, definitely on that. Um, it's always good to be able to get rid of your opponent's creatures. I mean, that's that's a wonderful thing. Um, I've used this card a couple times in, in my decks, but uh, definitely not my go-to. Yeah, don't play two creatures if you know that your opponent has this card and they just lost this space in mm. their hand. Also, the reference to Alice in Wonderland is amazing. I love the Raven into writing dusk riddle. Oh. reference here oh awesome i was unaware of that that's me very cool. too <laughs> it's a, it's just a, for listeners that's just a riddle that had no answer in the book and then the author answered it uh but it was like a mystery for the longest time uh, uh yeah right, whatever interesting <laughs> I was no, that's in cool, a little tidbit cool. yeah. yeah all right so shrinking potion is a Spell card, it costs 8 potion lessons. During your opponent's next turn, prevent all damage done to you. Um, again, that's that's really good, but the kind of... Of course, like, you know, damage as far as, like, doing this much damage to your deck. Uh, but it doesn't prevent all of what spell cards would do to you. So, again, like, Venomous Tentacular, Dobby's Help, things like that. Um, are still pretty much up for grabs because it's not technically damage done to you. So, um, right. but yeah, so it's definitely a good card for maybe like charms damage, you know, like you do five or six here and they like stupefy things like that. Um, but, but for eight, you got to make sure that that's kind of costly and then you'd hate to play that and then also have somebody mess up your deck, right? So. Right, and I feel like when you play a card like this, I feel like that incentivizes your opponent to not even attempt to damage you, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they just like use their turns to like play lessons or uh, anything else, like adventurers, mm-hmm. characters. So yeah, it's it seems like it could be handy, but I don't think practically it's going to save you too many uh, too many sure. times. Yeah, right, I agree. It's also a potion that is a spell, which makes me really angry. <laughs> and uh, second, if in the future we have a time turner that lets you play cards in your opponent's turn then this could be better right because then you can respond to whatever your opponent is doing but right now yeah your opponent will just not play their cards and they may just draw or do something else and they'll just play it next time so yeah Yeah. exactly and now we have titilando one of my favorite spells in the (laughs) in the game just because who doesn't want to shoot creepy purple hands that tickle your opponent's to forgetting what they're doing, right? So <laughs> yes. this is this is a spell that costs nine. Um, it basically does three damage to your opponent or creature, so that's a good flexibility there. And then your opponent chooses and discards three cards from their hand, so that's really cool. You know, really powerful effect. It costs a lot, but if you have Albus Dumbledore and some other one shots or Bravado or whatever you're using, mm-hmm. you can really do some damage with this tickling spell that's just evil but if i were a wizard i would want to learn this spell as soon as possible because i just feel it's hilarious and powerful oh definitely no that's a great card uh now we're on to number 37 uh transfiguration exam discard all creatures from play even your own it says in parentheses uh (laughs) just in case (laughs) yeah that's the thing 
as long as you don't have creatures in play, that's a great card. But no, even if you did, maybe if there were like the delivery owl or some like uh, one health creatures, like it's worth getting rid of your creatures to get rid of your opponents. I like this card. It's uh, the only problem with it is it costs ten uh, lesson power of transfiguration. So uh, gotta have a lot of lessons pl- in play to even be able to do that. But it is very powerful to get rid of all creatures. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. The I mean, I kind of see this unfolding in a way where like your opponent has a lot of really good creatures, and then like like you said, Doug, maybe you don't. Um, mm-hmm. But then, of course, because of how expensive it is, it's also assumed that it's deeper into the game. And so you're taking that damage, taking that damage. And so, um, like sometimes like for my creature decks, I might have like umbrella flowers or leaping toadstools or, or one of the creatures in play that could take the damage for me. And so now if that's helping me out and I got to get rid of them because my opponent has a really good, and so that, that might kind of be a little bit tricky. Um, or maybe you don't have creatures at all, like you said, and that that's even better. So absolutely, that's how I put this card into decks that don't have creatures. Right. Definitely, and you have uh, some creepy art. Hermione looks like she is in another dimension, <laughs> and she's high on something. And Harry Potter forgot how to hold his wand. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, I don't yeah. know why he's doing that. Yeah. He's but actually he's, painting. Yeah, <laughs> that is goofy. I'm yeah, glad you pointed guy. that out. That is really silly. Um, yeah. oh, well, that brings us to our last rare of the base set. We're making progress here, guys. Yes, this one's Mona's, though. For sure. <laughs> so it is a transfiguration test. It's a transfiguration <laughs> spell that costs five lessons. If your opponent has two or more creatures in play, he or she chooses one of them and discards the rest. Then, if you have two or more creatures in play, choose one of them and discard the rest. So, yeah, again, one of those cards that does damage to the both of you, uh, so yourself and your opponent. Or not damage, I should say, but it kind of makes it a little bit uh, not worth it, I guess. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know exactly. how else to say it. It's just like, wait, wait, I, I mean, I want to do that to my opponent, but I got to do it to me too? Like, nah, I don't exactly. think so. Yeah. yeah, I'd hesitate to use this one myself. Yeah. yeah. And they have, and they already have flying... Pigeon bricks, which is, sounds terrifying because they're everywhere, right? Yes, that landing is tough on those legs. <laughs> I could only imagine. Yeah, and th- and talking about rough landings, we can now move on to four private drive. Yes. Oh boy, <laughs> four private drive is the definition of evil. I'm sure Mona plays this four and in every deck now. No, just yeah, I but do. Like, it is. <laughs> no. It, oh, no, not in every deck. Mona, you were supposed to pretend oh. to at least not play this card. Savage. Come on. <laughs> okay, so this adventure is basically doesn't let your opponent play spells. In order to solve this, is your opponent has to discard six cards from their hand, and as a reward, a huge reward of drawing one card. This is evil. You're yeah. stuck with the Dursleys. They don't want to listen to any magic, and you're just, um, you know, big F. So mm-hmm. it is sort of like really horrible. The art is sort of this more like, uh, I don't want to say the name because I don't know who's listening, but it looks like a political figure, sort of very pompous and, mm-hmm. and fat. Oh, uh, I, yep. <laughs> So it is really, (laughs) it's really interesting. It's a good, uh, interpretation of the Dursleys. They, they look like snobby people that you don't want to associate with. That's for sure. And yeah, poor Harry in the corner. Yeah, yeah, poor Harry. Harry Slash looks like more Waldo. like Waldo. Here. Yeah, yeah, I was just gonna say, it gives me a Waldo vibes yeah. for sure. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> Alright, well that brings us to our next card, which is Alchemy. A very handy card. Only costs two Transfiguration power. Uh, search your deck. You may take up the two lesson cards from your deck, show them to your opponent, and put them into your hand. Then shuffle your deck. So yeah, for someone like me that's very 
contingent on getting a lot of lessons in play early on. If you can pull this card uh, early in the game, it just helps you like boost your hand. There's another one. I can't recall which one it is, but rather than putting it into your hand, you just put it right into play. That's obviously preferred. There's but yeah, this is a good card. That, yeah. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And there you have Nicolas Flamel, I, I assume. Yes. He's, like, doing yeah. Some stuff with alchemy. A red liquid, which is probably mercury. Or so, jello. Yeah. Yes, that it's the melted <laughs> philosopher's stone. <laughs> okay, so the next one we've got is Apothecary. It is a spell. It costs five potions, and it reads: To play this card, discard two of your cards from your hand. Search your deck. You may take a card that needs potion power from your deck, show it to your opponent, and then put it into your hand. Then shuffle. So. I personally have never used this card. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on there, um, <laughs> right? And I mean, it might it might be good for somebody. It might be good for for a deck. It's just it has never uh, fallen into my hands to a point where I would say, "Hey, I really want to use this." So, but right, cool. I think for anybody that's like desperately searching for like one or two of their only healing cards in a deck, this is a great card to just go find it and put it in your hand. But yeah, again, not one that I use either. For sure. Yeah, it, it is a tutor, but. It's a little pricey for the two cards. Yeah, for sure. And you know, just as we should, you should disappear any sort of hope of using that card. I think, but <laughs> you can then use the spell Apparate to teleport yourself out of an adventure that your opponent has played. Apparate only costs one, and it you know escapes an adventure, except for Private Drive because you can play spells. So except for a no. few, yeah, a few. There's it's, there's it's, a few. That's rough. Adventures in play. It's pretty rough. Uh, but yeah, cool card. You have, I think, early McGonagall there showing her powers and disappearing into the flu. Into yes, the flu. Into oh, the yeah, flu. Into her apparate. <laughs> Emilio's on fire. Yo, His transitioning I abilities. I, I'm not going to be able to transition like he did, but next is Baby <laughs> Dragon. Uh, no, this is another creature uh, similar to Norbert, but a little less powerful. Uh, yeah, it's like Baby Norbert, really. Uh, you, instead of discarding two care of magical creatures like Norbert, you only have to discard of one of those lessons from play. And then, yeah, damage each turn is three for this guy and health of two. So, yeah, another little dragon that could help you along your path to victory. And he also looks like Yoshi or like Yoshi's cousin, which is pretty cool. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. You guys love dig it. that. Definitely. Love the steam coming out of the nose. <laughs> yeah, Definitely. Okay, so next we've got Bluebell Flames, which is a Woo! spell. Uh, it costs seven charms lessons. Also has a promo, right? So that's pretty yes. cool. Mm -hmm. um, so it says do four damage to your opponent or to a creature of your choice. There's that or that Doug likes. Uh, yes. Yeah, so pretty pretty cut and dry. It's a really, really cool uh, spell. Yeah. I feel like it's a fan favorite. This one appears in a lot of decks. Yeah, it does. Yeah. We, and weird art though. You have mm -hmm. uh, you have them with a the devil snare, and she's apparently burning it. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember much from the if they she used this spell in the books. I know she doesn't. She doesn't use the the one that she uses in the movies. Mm -hmm. But this is counterproductive. You're wrapped on this thing, and you're burning it. So you're burning yourself. I don't know what's going on. Uh, cool card, regardless. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Definitely. And and that and the burning bluebell flames. <laughs> Now transition to the burning bitterroot bomb. Mm. So basically, this is a 
Another potion that's a spell and not an item, so it makes me very, very sad. <laughs> yeah. And to play this card, you discard one of your potions lessons and you heal 10. So you take 10 non-healing cards from your deck, from your discard pile, which I'll call graveyard because I'm a magic player, and you shuffle them back to your deck. Yeah, so another healing spell. I think we've been very clear about healing and yeah. sort of the same applies to this card. The art is cool though. I love this. I used to love to look at this card and I used to have potion bottles quote-unquote air quotes uh potion bottles around my room so really cool card Mm -hmm. definitely in a pinch only the cost of one lesson healing 10 is pretty attractive um and that brings us to our next item it's an actually an item not a potion uh but no this item is called cage it only costs two care of magical creature power and it reads during your turn you may discard this card from play and use an action to choose a creature in play yours or your opponents and return it to its owner's hand and it also provides a care of magical creatures power. Mm-hmm. So this card's interesting because it's like the parentheses yours or your opponent's creature. Like, why would you want to return your own creature to your to your hand? I'm assuming that's if they had already started putting damage counters right. on your creature right. by you returning it to your hand, it'll heal it. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you most likely will probably just discard your opponent's creature. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, pretty interesting card for sure. Okay, so that takes us to number forty-seven, Confundus, uh, which mm-hmm. is a spell. It costs five charm lessons. Your opponent chooses two cards in his or her hand and discards them, or one if he or she only has one left. Yeah. Uh, so another spell that's pretty cut and dry. Um, so if somebody has, you know, just like a few cards in their hand, it's also it's it's obviously a really good card to play because then they only have a few options left. So, totally, very good. Yeah, one. it's sad that your opponent chooses, but yeah, yeah. it's right. Hand control is always uh, a way to lose friends. And um, <laughs> so now we move to Dagon Alley, and that's this is an adventure instead of a location. And the effect yeah. is that your opponents can't use action to draw cards. Uh, then to solve, your opponent has to escape a total of seven <laughs> actions. So that hurts. But the reward is that you may draw, uh, their opponent may draw any number of cards. So this is a great card in combos, though. Like, if you, because you can get, uh, a few ways you can get the reward yourself. And yeah, it, it could be useful. But, you know, alone as a card, it's, quite horrible i would say (laughs) yeah it's definitely not good to be on the receiving end of this you know of course if you're a competitive player or whatever and you play it uh then you know just kind of is what it is i guess uh you know to skip Mm -hmm. five actions is shitty but to skip seven i mean you're like yeah that's a total of three and a half yes yeah (laughs) so yeah exactly um or i guess yeah or if you have malfoy yes oh Oh, my goodness yeah so that's definitely tough Absolutely brutal card. Um, which brings us to our next card. We're at 49 now. Dog Breath Potion, a six cost, uh, potions lesson. Uh, to play this card, discard one of your potion lessons from play, do eight damage to your opponent or a creature. Very versatile, a uh, little bit, uh, it's like, what, malevolent mixture, but just eight mm-hmm. instead of ten, and, uh, you only yeah. discard one lesson. This, yeah, this is the, the, the step down, right? You have eight and play Draw the Living Death, discard two lessons, now you have six, you can play Dog Breath Potion. Then you have five and can play Malevolent Mixture. Ah, so, uh, that's right. Yeah, okay. yeah. But what dog has this breath? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> the, 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 the dog of hell. Yeah. But this is really Maybe weird. Maybe Sirius Black when he's a dog because he's 
you know, been kind of stuck everywhere, oh, I guess. Surprisingly, it's my one cat. He has horrible breath, but no, <laughs> yeah. not a dog at all. Hopefully not fire, yeah. though. <laughs> yeah, and right. now we will get to why Diagon Alley could be a good Yeah, card. so <laughs> that takes it. us to Draco's trick. Uh, so it's a spell. It costs seven transfiguration, and it says, discard the adventure you've played. You get the reward. Beautiful. Yeah, that's a very powerful card. It's like, it's, we're gonna get to the Quidditch Cup eventually, or Quidditch set. There's a catch the snitch where it's like you just win the match you just played. So I feel like, yeah, you play an adventure, and then on the next turn, if you can get Draco's trick into play, very awesome combo. For sure. Definitely. And now we move to Dragonheart Wand. And uh, also a card that disturbs me is Dragon Heartstring, but whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. And <laughs> you know, it's a five. It costs five. It's an item. It's a one. It provides three charm power, and then you have to have at least two charms power in play um, in order to play this one. And of course, you have to discard this another one if you play this. You know, you can only have one one right. one in play. Mm-hmm. Main point. Yeah. This is the. For you know, if you're uh, depending on your speed, this is maybe the one that you will go for. You yeah. know, for higher decks, you go for the Phoenix one, and the average deck will go for the uh, one that we're gonna review. You know, uh, mm-hmm. in a bit. <laughs> yep. But that's totally. about it, really. Yep, that's a good one. I love the wands that are available. Next card is Fumos. Uh, cost seven. <laughs> charms lessons and uh it says do two damage to each creature even your own (laughs) so yeah (laughs) another one of those like instead of discarding all the creatures this will just do two damage to every single creature yeah this is one of those cards that i'm just like why well you know like i I don't know it's just maybe maybe i'm not that kind of player maybe there's other players out there that have that understanding or would want to get rid of theirs or something uh but uh definitely Mm. not me although the art i will say is good um, David Day is a really good guy, <laughs> and uh, he's he's a really good artist. So, yeah, I love that. Love it. Yes, absolutely. I love the art. I question the color of that smoke. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you get <laughs> to see it, um, <laughs> it's uh, it's interesting. It's yeah, not yeah. chocolatey. Um, so, yeah, we'll there's there's strategies for Fumas. You can really, if you don't have creatures, there's things you could do with it. But you know, definitely not the greatest card. And that takes us to a creature that is unaffected by Fumas or not killed by Fumas, and that's the Guard Dog. Costs yes. seven. Uh, it's a Dragon Dog by the looks of the art, and it damages for three each turn, and it has a healthy lifespan of five. Um, vanilla card has mm-hmm. no effect. So yeah, this is a card, and it does damage, and that's yeah, and really that's pretty it. much it. I love. <laughs> Yeah. I love creatures that don't uh, cost any lessons. That's the best kind of creature. Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Right. I forgot about that. It's a dog. Definitely. It cares about you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Next is an adventure hiding from Snape. Uh, the effect, your opponent can't play item cards to solve. Your opponent chooses four item cards in his or her hand and discards them. I hope you have items. Uh, yeah, an exactly. opponent <laughs> Opponent's reward is your opponent may search his or her deck for any card and put it into Oof. his or her hand, then shuffle. Uh, then they shuffle their uh, deck. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this one's pretty rough. Uh, like I said, if you don't even have many items in your deck at all, like how are you going to solve this? Yeah, mm-hmm. this... 
But you don't want to solve it because you don't. It won't affect you, right? Right. Oh well, yeah, that's true. Oh yeah, well, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, and it's also it's one of those cards that's just like you know, okay, I guess kind of like what you were insinuating, Doug, is like I'm just taking a shot in the dark here, hoping that you have items because otherwise, like, why would that's I even a good point. play this? You know, like of all the other adventures, and again, of course, we have to put ourselves in in the mindset of of the creators when they first came out with base set, you know. They didn't. They didn't know the future right. cards, right? Or may, maybe not. Not all of them. And so, um, you know, we were kind of limited on adventures. But this definitely is one. It doesn't. It's not one of the adventures that I would play. Of course, I love the art. I love the invisibility cloak back there uh, that Harry has oh, yeah. on. But um, yeah, I definitely. I'm not going to play this adventure. Yeah. I guess the point I was trying to make earlier is like the kind of decks I make that are like charms heavy, I only maybe put one or two mm-hmm. wands in there. So like I wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to play that one wand I have mm-hmm. but because <laughs> I'd have to discard four of them. But either way, yeah, it's just it's a very unique mm-hmm. situation, situational yeah. card for sure. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. So Kelpie is a creature. It costs three creature lessons. Um, and so it says to play this card, discard one of your creature lessons from play. Whenever a spell card damages you, you may let Kelpie take that damage instead. Um, that, that's obviously a really good effect that Kelpie has. And it also does one damage each turn with five health. So if somebody plays like a stupefy or something, then you could discard, um, Kelpie, let them take that instead of your deck taking that essentially. Yeah. Very handy. That art too, God! What an yeah, ugly, very looking horse. ugly looking horse. <laughs> What's a kelpie? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. When I see that art, it makes me think of Thestral, but it's it's not. Right. I'm sure it's something separate. Yeah, it's whatever. Yeah. Whatever that is, I guess. The purple fire <laughs> exactly. hair and yeah. Yeah, and that will take us to a logic puzzle of trying yes. to figure out what kelpie is, but also your opponent's <laughs> adventures. So, logic puzzle costs six. It's a spell, even though you're just using logic. And it discards an adventure your opponent has played, and you get the reward. So this uh, reverse Draco's trick. Mm-hmm. And yeah. once again, this doesn't work on four private drive. Not even logic can get through to those people. Mm. So uh, because it's, it's a spell. It is. It's, yeah. it's, it's it's really cool, but you will mostly be okay with the apparate one. Uh, that only costs one. It you have to know what rewards the opponent's have, I guess there's just better options to discard adventures. You have to know your opponent's deck. To see if it's worth to, you know, play five more power to do the same thing you could do with a one power card. Uh, but if it's the rewards, if it's diagonally, for example, then this is worth it. But totally. most of the time, it's a shot in the dark. Yep, for sure. Yep. That brings us to number 57, Mysterious Egg, uh, cost four, uh, care of magical creatures, search your deck, you may take a creature card from your deck, show it to your opponent, and put it into your hand, then shuffle your deck. So yeah, great for creature decks just to kind of populate a specific creature, a dragon, for instance, I love playing this card, and then grabbing a dragon, so yeah, very good card. Yep, for sure. And next one we've got is Nurture, that is a spell card, it costs two care of magical creature lessons. And it says, remove all damage counters from all of your creatures. So this is uh, one of those good ones. If you do have a couple pricey creatures in play, something like Fluffy or Whomping Willow or something like that, and you know maybe a couple spells have done some damage to it, then you could heal them with this. Um, although Fluffy is pretty... Um, its health is like 21, I believe, which is... Oh my gosh. Yeah, so, so it's... You know, I mean, you're going you're gonna to definitely 
uh, have to keep fluffy in play for quite some time. But but yes, this is definitely good. Um, for me, I kind of think of more like plants with this. So like leaping toadstools, umbrella flowers, things like that. I would use to be able to keep them in play. And when they're kind of close to their end, I would take those damage counters off and uh, revive them, I guess, if you could say. So um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would like this card in, in a creature deck with that. Totally. Definitely. And you have Hagrid looking, uh, again, very weird in this picture. Yeah, he's just in love. He looks more approachable, <laughs> yeah. though. I don't know. Yeah. Definitely more approachable. Yeah. Uh, not like the corpse of Mr. Burns here. So <laughs> now we have Ollivanders. Ollivanders le- looks like the Crypt Keeper, but really cool art, really. I really enjoy the art, uh, all jokes aside. You have a ton of wands that look more like paintbrushes. But they who's, do. Who's really, you know, talking about that? And uh, it gets you for one chance... Ollivanders will go to your graveyard or discard pile and look for an item and give it to you. So really cool. You know, he's, he, we know Ollivander by fetching ones. He fetches any item in the, in the card game. One of my favorite card in my item decks, because, you know, if your key card has been used or played or discarded, you get it mm-hmm. back with a very simple card. So yeah, one of my top cards is, for sure. This is another one that has alternate artwork, if yes. I'm not mistaken, Luna. That's correct. The alternate artwork is really, really cool. It was a promo card, uh, and it's yeah, like it's more cartoonish. It's though, more cartoonish, yeah. yeah. Of course, they're. I mean, they're they're both great. Um, yeah, definitely the Ollivanders. I think this Ollivanders art is also in the art for some of the chocolate frogs. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. And then uh, I think the there's card. a couple. Yeah, the the card itself, mm-hmm. and there's like some puzzles and things like that uh, with this specific art. But uh, but yeah, both both arts definitely worth having a copy of each. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, well, that brings us to our next adventure. Peeves causes trouble whenever your opponent draws one or more cards. He or she takes one damage to solve. Your opponent skips a total of five actions. Those actions don't need to be one after the other. And then the opponent's reward is you take three damage. So, again, I don't see this one in play often. I'm sure it might be more popular than I realize. Do you guys utilize it? I mean, this will be good against my Harry Potter deck because I'm trying to draw more cards and, you know, use resources quickly. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it definitely, once again, it's a niche card that normally will only do one damage and your opponent will never skip five actions to, to solve. Yeah. And it's very upsetting that even the card game designers knew to include Peeves in the first expansion and the movie designers just, like, you know... Scrap them from everything. So yeah, yeah, sad memory. Agreed. Yeah, I I probably wouldn't uh, use this in in my decks personally, but but yeah, like the art. Totally. Oh, you get a pet toad now. Mona. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> yes. we've got pet toad. It costs two care magical creatures, and whenever a spell card damages you, you may let pet toad take that damage instead. So similar to Trevor, <laughs> but I guess we've got other pet toads as well. Um, and of course, uh, this pet toad also offers one health. So it's, it's kind of cool, just like Kelpie, I suppose, except for all the complicated stuff. Um, but but yeah. Also only works one and you can't heal it, right? Because he'll just die. Right. He will just die. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, if you haven't died, you can have Pomfrey's pick-me-up. Pumphrey's Pick Me Up is a three potions, once again, spell, even though it's obviously a potion. (laughs) And it puts three non-healing cards from your discard pile into the bottom of your deck, and then you draw a card. Um, 
at least if it would shuffle your deck, it would be great. But it's still good to sometimes heal a little bit. You draw a card, it replaces itself. I just wouldn't use this card. There's better healing spells, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I agree with that. For sure, me too. For sure. Next, we have Potions Exam, a pretty costly one. It costs 10 uh, potions power. Uh, another spell, your opponent chooses three of his or her cards in play and discards them. If your opponent has fewer than three cards in play, he or she discards them all. Your opponent may prevent this by choosing one of his or her potion lessons in play and discarding it. So, if they are not thrilled about the idea of having to discard cards they can have opt out and just basically get rid of one uh, potion lessons in play so either way you win by making them choose that so it's an interesting card i don't think i've played this just because of how expensive mm-hmm. it is the 10 cost is pretty uh hard to swallow agreed same for sure yeah and you have the art you, it looks like a drag queen it looks like raven from rupaul's drag race <laughs> yes. it's like it's very drag queen art here yes which we but, love you of know, course yeah. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, I love Drag yeah. Race, and Raven is one of the top. Drags. Yeah, <laughs> that's so okay, funny. Okay, so after that, we've got Reptile House, and so that is an adventure. The effect is your opponent can't use more than one action to play lesson cards during each of his or her turns. To solve, your opponent chooses four of his or her lessons in play and discards them. And the reward is your opponent may draw a card. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <sighs> this is bad. Four lessons? That's yeah. that's really tough. Yeah, this was one of the missing pieces I, I had Emilio help me out with, too. I don't. I never pulled this card as a kid. I never really utilized it in decks, but yeah, it seems pretty malicious. Yeah, well, it definitely yeah. goes along with the um, image there, as, as malicious as that is as well. So I guess they're <laughs> yes. kind of like, well, let's make this brutal, because this is bad. Definitely. Yeah, it's uh, interesting art for sure, with Harry's glasses pointing there. And those are some huge <laughs> hands of the Dudley's friend there. You know what yes. they say about big hands, big personalities. <laughs> big gloves. So let's move to the, you can steal your cauldron better. With Civil Cauldron, which is our next card, and that's an eight power card. Um, it, one of the coolest arts for cauldrons, in my opinion, really spooky, oh, yeah. you know, green, ooky, spooky art. And then it provides five po- potions power, but you have to discard two lessons, two potion lessons to play this card. So, you know, uh, I don't know why you want to go above 8 power, but if you do, this is the card for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Totally. I've, I've had a couple uh, opponents play this card, and then I end up discarding it, and it's just yeah. sort of one of those things that, like, now you're now you're at 6 lessons, which I guess, you know, hopefully that works for you, so. Yeah. Right. Not, you get a good one now, though. Yes. Next is Snuffling mm-hmm. Potion. I know yeah. this one's popular. Only costs four potion lesson power. Uh, next turn, whenever your opponent draws a card, he or she discards it instead of putting it into his or her hand. And we've, uh, I think we even talked about it on our first episode, perhaps, yeah. was, uh, the combo that's involved with Snuffling Potion with the mm-hmm. burrow. <laughs> uh, if, if you happen to have to keep drawing cards and this makes you keep discarding it, you're just in an infinite loop until you die. So yeah, Snuffling Potion in the right context can be really good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We've all had sneezing attacks that don't stop ever, so you can relate to <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. That yes. artwork, for sure. For sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I actually haven't used that combination yet, but I'm very excited to. So, um, it just... I just got my first copy of The Burrow. I'm t- I'm just right there Ooh, with nice. you. I'm very excited. Nice. Very cool. Let us know how that feels. 
Oh, I definitely will. Uh, this brings <laughs> us to possibly one of my favorite cards of all time. Uh, this one's Mona's, though. Yeah, so Stupefy yeah. is a really, really good spell. It's a charms. It costs six charms lessons. And it's just as simple as do five damage to your opponent. So this is this is a really great way of just saying, hey, I'm just going to straight up damage you, nothing else, not to your creature, not to anything but you. And so um, it's really cool, especially if you've got two of them in your hand, then that's ten damage right there. Exactly. Yeah. Love it. And that art, yeah. God, breathtaking. Very, very beautiful. It is very beautiful. Very stylistic Dumbledore there. Um, and just before I take uh, take root, which is my card, <laughs> I just want to say, Doug, if you're going to play that combo against your partner, I think you better prepare to sleep in the oh, couch. Uh, yeah. She's not going to be too horrible. happy about that. No, yeah. <laughs> Use one uh, of us so instead. Take... <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah. Well, take root is a transfiguration spell. Costs five. And then your opponent chooses one of their creatures in play and discards it. So, yeah. You're giving your opponent a choice to discard one of their creatures. I don't like giving my opponent's choices. Right. Um, but you might want to play this for whatever reason. Yeah, I don't know. sure. It's really cool art, though. You know, you have this wolf becoming a tree. Yeah. Uh, and Definitely. it's watching itself become a tree, which is also sort of depressing at the same time. It's like, I'm no longer this vicious <laughs> beast. I'm actually now just sticks. So this is great. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Are you okay, Mona? Do we need a wellness yes. check? No, this <laughs> this animal needs a wellness check. Poor <laughs> right. Cool. Let's take a, a more uplifting yeah. tone then. Oh, speaking of uplifting, yeah, Transmogrify is the picture of a cat with wings. I love it. It's a low-cost card, two transfiguration power. To play this card, discard one of your creatures from play, search your deck. You may take a creature from your deck, show it to your opponent, and put it in your hand, then shuffle your deck. So basically, if you have a creature in play that you're not thrilled with, <laughs> you can just right. get another one in your hand. Exactly, yeah. Pretty cut and dry. Pretty handy. Yeah. I, cats are horrible. Uh, I love cats, but they're really sneaky. Imagine if a cat could fly. I think they would take <laughs> yeah. over that the world. That would be terrifying. Uh, the world uh, is not ready for flying cats. No. Also, just a very quick note on this card. I was a Timmy. I'm a Timmy, and I read it that you could basically discard a creature in play and put one from your deck into, into play. play. So, of course, I was like, oh, yeah, of course, with Fluffy. I can just play Fluffy on mm. turn two. You can't do that. It goes to your hand. I'm just talking to my earlier younger yeah though i've i've misread cards or not even or glossed over certain details so no i've been there and yeah it's easy to do with a card like this and yeah it's number 69 nice we're making our our way through this yeah seriously (laughs) let's keep it pushing very interesting number to highlight (laughs) nice yeah so (laughs) that takes us to number 70 which is an adventure called unusual pets and a lot of us have seen this art as well. It's on the one of a couple of the posters and some of the things. So very, very good art. So it says, play this card only if your opponent has any creatures in play. The effect is before your opponent, I'm sorry, before each of your turns, your opponent takes four damage to solve. Your opponent chooses two of his or her creatures in play and discards them. And the reward is your opponent may draw a card. Meh. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like one of those, like, all right. Well, I guess I guess I just get to draw a card. But uh, doing four damage is a lot better than just one, right? One mm-hmm. or two. That, yeah. that, oh, that yeah. that's more of a heavy hit, heavy hitter. Where I'm just like, man, I, I'm gonna feel that because that's that's gonna sneak up and become twenty, thirty damage uh, before you know it. And then yeah, oh, totally. Yeah, so I would definitely rather. Um, my, you know, my, so it says your opponent chooses two cards, two two creatures, and discard them. I'd probably rather do that for sure. 
Definitely. Yeah, same here. This was a great card when the base it was only the base set, but we've gotten better cards with other sets. But yeah. definitely, uh, you know, uh, creature decks were really common at the base when only the base set was around. So, yeah. cool card. Yeah, and, uh, definitely. And now we're going to our next card, with it, which is Vanishing Glass. It's Transfiguration spell, cost nine, so very costly. And then when you play this card... Um, you can only play this card if your opponent has any lessons in play. What? Okay. That makes sense. They should have lessons. And then you choose <laughs> one of those lessons and discard it. Then you can search your deck for a creature card, show it to your opponent, and put it into your hand. Sad. Sadness. Like, why doesn't this card put the creature into play? I don't know. Play. It cost for the nine. Cost, it would yeah. have been flavorful. It was a miss. And I'm upset with whoever designed this card, but you tried. No, you're right. Yeah. It should go directly into play, especially also, at that cost. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And also, like, the faces here are very absurd. I don't understand <laughs> yeah. how they match the bodies that we saw. No. Nope. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, that's what we have. Yeah, I don't love this one either. Well, Sad. let's see what you guys think of this one. We got Winged Keys next. I like the artwork, although Both Harry looks a little art. goofy. Uh, but this is an item that reads, Once during each of your turns, you may choose one of your opponent's creatures in play. Prevent all damage done to you by that creature until the end of your opponent's turn. Very helpful for, yes, Fluffy, mm-hmm. Whomping Willow, Dragons, uh, to just single out the, the creature that is going to do the most damage to you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And really popular art too in some merch, if I'm not mistaken. I, I right. remember seeing this in some merch. I remember what. And just the idea of having this flock of magical keys protect you from a creature. The flavor is amazing. It's mm-hmm. a little costly. I wouldn't necessarily use it. Oh, yeah. I failed yeah. to mention it costs 10 yeah. and it's, yeah, transfiguration. Yeah, for yep. sure. Wouldn't, I wouldn't use it either. Yeah. Okay. So that brings us to Asio, which is. A spell, and it costs two charms, and it reads, put up to two lesson cards from your discard pile into your hand. So um, that's definitely a good card. Um, Because it's two, I wouldn't expect it to go from your discard into play, but that would have been awesome, of course. Um, But but just just to have two lesson cards from your discard pile into your hand is also, uh, especially... It's it's cheap to do that, so it's assuming that you you obviously need those lessons, right? So you're not going to have many at, uh, to begin with. Totally, yeah. yeah good yeah. card to pull early on for yeah, sure. For sure. Yeah, this was a popular card with Hermione when the base mm-hmm. set was around only as well. Oh yeah, yeah. makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, and now for another spell, we go to Aviforce, um, which costs two. It's a Transfiguration spell, and it discard one of your opponent's care for magical creature lessons. So, yeah, you're transforming a book into a bird. That's sort of the flavor. And really cool art, though. I always like the art of this card. Me and too. Pretty simple, right? If your opponent has care for medical creatures, you can set them back. You're trading an action for an action. So, depends on what you're trying to do with your life there. But yeah. Right. Yes. No, for Good sure. Good for control deck. Yeah, exactly. Definitely a control card with uh, removing any kind of uh, lesson. So, that's good. I like that. Wait. It has to be one of the Care for Magical Creature lessons. Though. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, yes. for control okay. decks in general, people usually like to remove any any lessons. Oh, so, definitely. I mean, so, yeah, 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 so just removing lessons in general is uh, is good. Definitely. 
Next, we're looking at Bob Bilius. I hope I'm saying that correct. Uh, it's a spell for charms, low cost, only two. Uh, do one damage to your opponent or to a creature of your choice, then draw a card. I feel like the then draw a card is what makes this card st- uh, stand out, because otherwise, I-, I don't really see myself putting this in decks, but it's there. there are creatures that only have one health, so you could kill one of those creatures and draw a card, so... Again, it's not a card for me, but maybe some people will put it to use. Yeah, it's a it's a card that there's a better one as Tobiter. It's in the same yes. set, and it's, it also draws a card, so I, I would prefer that. And also about Billy, whatever you say, it sounds like something Nicki Minaj would say. Um, <laughs> it's really interesting choice of words there. Yeah, um, yeah, I would just uh, definitely pass over this one and just say, oh, well, that's a nice looking gentleman, and then we would keep it pushing. <laughs> Yes, interesting uh, rendition of <laughs> Professor Bernie Sanders Network. if he taught in Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> Love it. Nice. Okay, so we've got Boa Constrictor, which is a creature. It costs four care magical creature lessons. It is just one of those straight up that does two damage and it has two health. That's it. Put it into play. It's just doing damage and it just has a two health. So it's pretty good. I mean, there are better creatures for sure. Like, for example, Black Bat. Uh, so it also does two damage, but right when you put it into play, it does damage, uh, like immediately. So, um, so that might be maybe a better one if you're just looking at, uh, two damage to do. So totally. Yes. Uh, you know, vanilla creature, but still cool. You know, at the start of the series, mm-hmm. you have the snake behind the glass, mm-hmm. but then you also have the boil cure falling after. This is a potions card, cost one. It's a spell healing again, just making me angry. And it puts four non-healing cards from your discard pile into the bottom of your deck. Mm-hmm. And all I have to say is, eh. Uh, yeah, sorry. you know, it, it's it's actually interesting because um, the Portuguese translation of this card reads, put up to four non-healing cards from your discard pile on the bottom of your deck in any order, then draw a card. So that would almost be a little bit better, especially because it just costs one, you put, you know, for now, of course, you're not going to shuffle it, right? So you're not going to maybe get one of those because it's at the bottom of your deck. But uh, to be able to draw a card would almost be worth that. But of course, that's just a mistranslation. So this is what we've got. And uh, yeah. And also, Pumphrey's pick me up costs three, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. It puts three non healing cards and draws you a card. Mm -hmm. So it would be kind of silly to then put this (laughs) if you had to uh, do all that just for one. Yeah, I I was going to say, it reminds me of like an upgraded Pumphrey's pick me up. Interesting. Oh, the Portuguese version. Right. Um, Well, that brings us to our next wand. It is Borrowed Wand. Uh, if you play this card and already have one in play, you have to discard the old one. We are familiar with that, uh, mechanic, but this provides us two charms lesson, a uh, good low cost, uh, three lesson wand to get in play early on. Yep. Very popular card. You know, it's a easy acceleration, especially when it was only the base set and borrow one just means stolen one. So, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's a good card. Yes, for sure. So that brings us to Cauldron to Sieve, which is a spell. It costs two Transfiguration, another one of those control-type cards, which says choose one of your opponent's potions, lessons, and play and discard it. So just a way to kind of set them back. Pretty cut and dry. Yep. Yeah, so it's Avi Force, but for potions, basically. Yep, exactly. exactly. And then you have Curious Raven. costs two Care for Magical Creatures. It is a vanilla raven. does one damage. <laughs> It has health of one, and for whatever reason, it has Frodo's ring. 
and that's about it. There's nothing. I see that. There's nothing yeah. else, very strange. Uh, of this card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Very uh, low cost creature. Then we're looking at another uh, potion spell. It's Dung Bomb. During your opponent's next turn, prevent all damage done to you by your opponent's adventures and creatures. Now that's a very important, valuable potions card. It only costs two uh, potions power as well. So early on, you can start preventing some serious damage. Yes, for sure. That's definitely a really good one. It's uh, really inexpensive, like you said, Doug. So early on, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully you pull that. Um, and if you got a a person, your one of your opponents has creatures and adventures, which the that combination deck is uh, is definitely popular. That's a good way to oh, yeah. uh, to kind of miss a few hits. So totally. Yep. Epoximize is a spell, <laughs> and it costs two transfiguration. Uh, which is another, just we're kind of going down with those controls. So choose one of your opponent's charms lessons in play and discard it. So I think, I think in this set, we've got one of each, right? So choose one of your opponent's specific lesson and discard it. And so this, this, yes. uh, this happens to be the one for charms. So another really good if yeah. you're trying to build a control deck. Yeah. Totally. Transfiguration, of course. Yeah. Um, so then we have an, a rumpent potion that makes you burp. It costs three. And apparently, burping does you one damage your creature <laughs> or your opponent. Mm-hmm, exactly. That's, this is just a bizarre card, and uh, that also it just looks like a fifties commercial for some weird soda pop. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I feel like this one's in contention for one of the worst cards of the base set because, like, I just don't see people utilizing this. It just feels like there's plenty of other cards that could do more damage or be yeah. better uh, utilized. Exactly. Um. Next, we're looking at Fluffy Falls Asleep. Gotta love the art on this one. So cute. (laughs) Right on the trapdoor. It only costs three care of magical creatures power, but uh, it says choose a creature in play and return it to its owner's hand. So you could use that as as a way to heal your own creature or a way to just uh, get one of your opponent's creatures off the board. Yes, exactly. And that's... Or discard it. If you, like, return and then use Drake or something like that. Oh, sure. Yep. True story. So that takes us to Forest Troll, which is a creature. It costs two Care Magical Creatures Lessons. To play this card, discard one of your creature lessons from play. And this troll offers two damage each turn and three health. Um, I'm probably at this point where I would choose a different, cre- uh, different creature. Uh, again, like Black Bat, for example, it doesn't cost... You don't have to discard anything in order to put Black Bat into play. Um, but you, and it, and it does immediate damage. So just for me personally, um, I wouldn't use that, but I love the art, right? And it's, it's a pretty decent card. Definitely. Love it, that art. And it comes with a variant that's foil. Mm-hmm. I saw that. Yeah. Right. I, I would love to own one of those one day. And then we go to forgetfulness potion. Cost seven potion. Again, a spell to make me angry. And to play this card, you discard one potions lesson from play. And during your opponent's next turn, he or she can't play cards. Yep. Wow. So this is a really interesting one for sure. I think uh, you can lock down your opponent you know, later on in the game for sure. But you have to have a game plan because otherwise you're just sort of like stalling. Exactly. Yeah. yeah and to discard a potions lesson, I feel like that'd be better utilized for healing rather than that. But yeah, again, it, it all depends on the situation you're in. Uh, the next one is another potion. It costs five. It's called Foul Brew. It's a spell <laughs> to piss off Emilio. Uh, do two damage <laughs> to your opponent or to a creature of your choice. So it's like a rumpant, but just two this time. 
Yeah, and Draco is on something there. That's a very weird expression. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely got some uh, foul play in mind for sure. <laughs> I bet that smells really yeah. bad. Okay. Yes, for sure. That takes us to our next creature, which is giant uh, tarantula. It costs one care magical creatures lesson to play this card. Discard one of your lessons in play. Your only lesson. Discard it. Uh, and that is to do two damage and it has one health. So, I mean, this is definitely sort of like a cheap, um, a cheap creature that you can put into play, especially, I mean, if you have it kind of later on or even at the very beginning, you can just start doing damage, but because you have to get rid of one, this isn't something that I would have in, uh, in my deck. It just doesn't seem worth it. I guess for the two is kind of what, what I keep going to. Right. What's interesting about this, though, is now that we have the revival cards, there's a lot of people making like spider uh, uh, oriented uh, decks. So, yeah, this will this would play into that for, for sure. sure. Interesting. And then we have Hagrid and the Stranger. Mm-hmm. It's a spell that costs four magical, cre- four uh, care for magical creatures. Hagrid has gotten an upgrade in the art here. He looks actually a little handsome, mm-hmm. like daddy-like. And then <laughs> this spell this spell puts a creature from your discard pile into your mm-hmm. hand. So this is great for creature decks for sure. Uh, I would I run this if I have creatures. And you have Quirrell there just being creepy, trying to get information about Fluffy, basically. Yes, for yes. sure. I would definitely run this um, in my creature deck that had uh, those healing plants that I mentioned earlier, like Umbrella Flowers and uh, Leaping Toadstools, because if you're taking that hit, and your plants are taking those hits, and that'll that'll definitely get them in the discard pile quick, and then you can hopefully pull them back out and kind of help you. Totally. Next, we're looking at Homework. I think this is one of my wife's favorite cards. Yes, it only costs two Transfiguration Power, and it says, put up the two lesson cards from your hand into play. It's basically Hermione the card. Yes. <laughs> yep. So Yeah, very cool. Okay, so that takes us to Hospital Wing. It costs four... Potions. It is a spell healing. Um, again, another one to piss off Amelia. We apologize. <laughs> to play this card, discard one of your potion lessons from play. Shuffle up to eight non-healing cards from your discard pile into your deck. So just another helpful healing one. Um, you know, you kind of have to get rid of something to get something sort of uh, logic, I guess. Uh, if that's if that's your thing, then go for it. Eight, eight is not too bad if it costs four. So Yeah, totally. And then we're going to move to Illegible. Yep. And then <laughs> Illegible is five cost charm spell. It lets you look at your opponent's hand and you choose one of the cards and discard it. So this is Malfoy in a card. Yes, exactly. And also, this is a card that's worth 3000 Just joking. There's someone that put this <laughs> ca- a promo yes. card of this for $3,000. Oh Whoever you are, please consider your life choices. We are laughing uh, at you. So- Unbelievably goofy. Because, yeah, didn't one just sell the other day for like $20 or something? Yeah, it's a a cheap card. uh, But, yeah, uh, also it's good if you have, you know, if you don't use Draco Malfoy, discarding a key card from your opponent's hand is always good. So definitely something I consider depending on your control strategy. And Scabbers is there looking almost human. Uh, I don't know. And Ron is not (laughs) looking human at all. It's like, hey, Ron, what's (laughs) going on there, man? Ron looks like Alejandro music video from Grey Gaga has a bob wig and a pixel face. So, yeah. If you're into that, there's that for you. What a comparison. Uh, Next, we're looking at Incarsifors. This is uh, Transfiguration, costs uh, six, and it says, choose one of your opponent's creatures in play and discard it. So, you control which uh, creature you're discarding of your opponent's. So, very powerful for anti-creature decks. Yes, for sure. I, I definitely love that card. 
The next one is a spell card. It costs five transfiguration. It's called Lost Notes. Choose one of your opponent's Mm -hmm. items or lessons in play and discard it. I personally really like this card. I hate when it's used against me, um, especially just because, you know, you're totally setting setting somebody back. So you're most likely going to have them discard a lesson. Um, that at least that's kind of what I've seen whenever people play Lost Notes or when I play Lost Notes. Um, but it's it's really really good card. I like the option though of the item. You could get rid of one of their yes, wands, uh, a, a broom. Yeah, very sure. uh, debilitating card for sure. And now we have a charm spell that costs two magical mischief. And you do three damage to your opponent, and you have Harry, who had a bag that exploded on him. There's fireballs everywhere. I don't know what's going on. Probably magic mushrooms. Yeah. But that's all I can <laughs> it's say. Sure that's the only it. explanation. Trippy. <laughs> uh, then we're looking at Noxious Poison. It is uh, cost three potions power, and it says, To play this card, discard one of your potion lessons uh, from play. Very common recurring themes in potion cards. Uh, do five damage to your opponent or to a creature of your choice. Again, the option is everything I need. <laughs> For sure. Yep, definitely. Okay, then that takes us to Out of the Woods, which is a spell for charms. It costs five charms lessons. It says, look at your opponent's hand, discard all creature cards from it. So that's definitely a really good card, um, especially if you kind of... Sometimes you can realize, like, at the very beginning, depending on who your opponent's starting character is, whether they might be utilizing some creatures or not, um, or, of course, if you just find out from their lessons or whatever. So so this, this might right. help out, um, you know, just to kind of get rid of some that would have done damage to you. Totally. Love that card. And then we have Pet Rat, which basically costs one, discard one of your lessons, and it hits for one, but it has the health of four. And oddly enough, it's a picture of Scabbers. I was going to say, it looks just like Scabbers. Yeah. That's goofy. And we have a Scabbers It has the stars. Yeah. yeah. The stars of Scabbers. So really weird. Strange. It's a cat cat rat. Yes. With that face. <laughs> Which brings us to our next card, another cauldron. It's Pewter Cauldron this time. Costs five potions power and uh, provides three. And it says to play this card, discard one of your potion lessons for play. So to discard one and provide three, you're at a net gain of two. Pretty handy for potions decks. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely handy for sure. Okay, so that takes us to Potions Mistake, which is a spell. It costs six potions lessons. To play this card, discard three of your potion lessons from play. Choose one of your opponent's creatures or items in play and discard it. So you're basically getting rid of three of your lessons to discard a card when if it's an item, then you could definitely just use Lost Notes instead. Um, Yeah, Yeah. pretty rough. It's tough to justify this card a bit. Yeah, for sure, for sure. (laughs) Mm-hmm. That was card number 100. We're almost through yes. this, guys. Thank you for <laughs> powering through with us. Uh, this one's Emilio's. This is a good card. Yes, uh, and we have the Remembral. Yes. Pretty cool art. It's like a little pink orb, so someone's forgetting something. It costs eight, and during your turn, you can use an action to play a lesson from your discard pile into play. I actually like that effect a lot. It's just a little costly of a card, Yeah. Uh, sadly, but a really cool card. In Magic, you have Crucible of Worlds, which uh, I know other cards, but it's a, it's a good, me- good mechanic. I like to play things for my discard pile. Totally. So I like this card. Just a little costly, as I yeah. said. Another card that's available as a promo as well. Yep. Yes. Very cool. And then uh, next, we have Restricted Section, uh, low-cost Transfiguration 
Only costs two power. Choose one of your opponent's transfiguration lessons and play and discard it. So again, with the control decks, this one's specifically targeting transfiguration lessons. Yep, yeah. exactly. And that's a happy slug. Right? Yes. Ooh, yeah. It <laughs> is. Slug. Okay, so that takes us to Scottish Stag. And so that is a creature. It costs four uh, care magical creature lessons. The damage is only one and the health is five. Um, so kind of a weak ish creature in my opinion, but it is a Scottish stag. So there you go. Yeah. Five health, not too easy to kill either. Right. Definitely. And then we have a question from Snape. It costs three. It's a spell. It does four damage to your opponent, but your opponent can prevent it if they know something about potions by discarding a potions lesson from their hand. Huh? So yeah, it's a card. It does damage. It's a gamble. Yeah. I wouldn't... I also don't like this card. It's like, whatever. Definitely. You can do four damage, though, for three, but... Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Another promo. I'm going to shout them out when I yes, remember them. Yes, <laughs> go. Uh, and we got next, uh, Squiggle Quill, uh, Transfiguration, uh, low cost, only two. And choose one of your opponent's items in play and discard it. So, yeah, again, this is just targeting items specifically. Not sure I would play this card. For sure. Uh, this next card I would play and I do play often. This is Steel Claw. It is a oh, yeah. really good spell. Mm, Transfiguration. Yeah. It costs four only. Um, and I say only because of what it can do to your opponent. So it reads, all of your creatures do damage to your opponent. So this is awesome. If uh, So for me personally, and I think a lot of people are kind of up this alley, whenever you have a creature deck, you usually add some transfiguration just because they oftentimes go hand in hand, the spells yeah. from those. So this is this is an example of one of them. So you've got, let's say, four, uh, four or five different creatures in play. Um, and then you have Steel Claw, or if you got two Steel Claw, I mean, I've, I've had, I've mm-hmm. had myself or my opponent play that against me where they've had two Steel Claw, um, and you've got an upwards of 20 damage that can be done, you know, so it is absolutely brutal, but a really, really good card. Very good card. Yeah. Love it. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. A finisher for sure. A mm-hmm. uh, very used card in the past and still in the present. So, and then I have a vanilla dog. It's looking mad. It costs three care for magical creatures. It does one damage per turn. So its bark is bigger than its bite and its health is three. And that's it. Yes. Yeah. It's interesting choice that they even included this surly hound versus a uh, fang and all these other creatures, but eh, it is what yeah. it is. Uh, I don't really play this one myself too often. But the next card is pretty good. Oh, yeah, you mentioned it earlier, Toe Biter. This one I do play in many charms decks. Uh, it's uh, only costs three charms power, and it says do two damage to your opponent. You may also choose a creature and do two damage to it. So it's not even the aura condition. This is you are doing damage to your opponent and your, and a creature of your choice. I absolutely yeah. love this card. Even if the damage is minimal, that is and great. And it's cheap. It's, yeah. yeah. It doesn't the, cost a lot. It was a very famous, yeah. uh, very used card with a base set when it was only a base set but we've had other cards that are also a little better but still a very good card yeah agreed awesome okay that takes us to vermilius which is a spell charms it costs four do three damage to your opponent or to a creature of your choice so uh you might choose toe biter instead of that but um either way it, it is it is a good card I've, I've had a few of these in my deck so yeah. same here yeah so cool art too. Very once again with the really weird choices of color for the smokes. Uh, I like it. It's just really interesting <laughs> that, that mm-hmm. they do that. Mm-hmm. 
And then right. I get another vanilla card. It's like just the cards hate. Uh, just a, <laughs> it's a wolf. It's angry. Uh, it's six. Cost six. Create for many creatures. It has three damage. It has a health of three, and that's the end of the story. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the picture is more vicious. Uh, it's, yeah. yeah. The vicious wolf looks more vicious in the picture than it actually would in play. Definitely. Right. It's more uh, in useful in a pack if you mm-hmm. are stacking the vicious go. wolves. Uh, that would be handier. Um, and that brings us to Wingardium Leviosa, Yosa. the classic spell we're all familiar with. Leviosa. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that's the thing. The artwork for this one's really interesting. That troll looks completely different. He's all <laughs> yeah. hairy and stuff. Uh, but the spell reads, uh, oh, and it only costs one charms. Uh, during your opponent's next turn, prevent all damage done to you by your opponent's creatures. So yeah, very cool, f- very flavorful, yeah. uh, good card, very low cost. Definitely. Yes, for sure. And this takes us to 112, which is Woo! Wizard Crackers. It costs one charms. It is a spell. Reveal the top card of your deck. If it's a lesson card, put it into play. If it isn't, Put the card into your hand. So this could definitely be very, very helpful. It only costs one, so hopefully you got that lesson you put it into play. Otherwise, uh, then you then it kind of essentially allows you to draw a card, right? So yeah, yeah. very useful early on card. I, I love this card. I feel like it's underutilized in many of my decks, so I feel like I'll have to sprinkle that in a few more. Well, we're done. Man, that's it. Yeah, Whoa. I was going to say, so that's the last, the last four cards are just lesson cards, which we got Care of Magical Creatures, Transfiguration, Potions, and Charms. So we did the full 116. That I knew it was going to take a while. but intense. It was. Well, and that's the nice thing about the future sets is it'll only be 80. But uh, that, <laughs> And then, except once we get to Chamber, Chamber of Secrets, that's going to be maybe a part for one sure, or a part yeah. two, because yeah. that, that'll be pretty yeah. intense. But no, thank you guys for sticking around and uh, uh, tuning into this long in-depth discussion about the base set let's maybe wrap this episode up and do some plugs tell our listeners where they can find us on the internet and uh what we're what we have in store for next week or next month okay so you can (laughs) all right so you can find me mona at um on instagram at harry potter morsey uh where you'll see uh bits and pieces of my collection as i uh dig some stuff out and I showcase them on there as well as on YouTube into the flu is the name of my channel where I go over a lot of uh, old school merchandise, some of the vintage Harry Potter items as well as Harry Potter TCG cards. I do box openings, booster pack openings, deck buildings, how to play the game, etc. So if you're a fan of Harry Potter TCG uh, or anything vintage Harry Potter, then you definitely want to check that out for sure. Definitely head over there and give that a sub. How about you, Emilio? Yeah, um, I'm fainting. I'm so hungry right now. But you can <laughs> find the, find me, uh, Emilio Emilio Soto, in Nostalgia Collectible Investments YouTube channel. And I talk about Harry Potter, Neopets, Weaver and CCG, Maple Story, uh, Middle Earth, <laughs> CCG, and sometimes about Magic and uh, Flesh and Blood, all the games that I can think of. I've played all of them. So if you want to listen to some flavorful gameplay or art detail or just know the market movements of the sealed product and prices as they shift i do both of those in my channel so check it out and maybe subscribe definitely and listener uh if you want to see my wife and i play some of the card game uh we're findable at twitch.tv slash abt silence every tuesday at around 8 p.m eastern standard time we play for an hour or two a couple try try a couple decks here and there 
Um, and ABT Silence stands for Almost Better Than Silence. It's a video game podcast I host with my friends. Uh, definitely go check that out if you like uh, video games. I think you'd be interested. We have a lot of cool interviews that you should check out. And then if you want to get in touch with us, uh, feel free to send us an email at renovatepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to read any of your feedback or uh, ideas or thoughts on things we've discussed, uh, any of your favorite cards. That's something we do intend on doing in the future is a deep dive on our favorite cards from the various sets. But that'll be for a future episode. Um, And yeah, next month we'll be diving into the quidditch cup set if i'm not mistaken i think that's the next one yes Yes. so stay excited and tell a friend and yeah let us know uh some of your favorite cards we look forward to hearing from you and we'll be back next time that's one thing i wanted to say maybe real quick before we sign off maybe we try a new sign off instead of uh it's time to disappear like dobby maybe we should all just say mischief managed at the same time or something to that effect i don't really know but uh that was that was an idea but let's let's sign off for this week thank you guys for listening we'll see you guys next time mischief Mischief managed managed. i need food bye Yeah, Emilio Emilio is actually uh, down in the kitchens right now, so he's gone. Dobby's serving food. All right, yeah, Dobby's serving food. Thanks, guys.